and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff like uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. You're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. I'm Dan Ellis. Tonight is episode 73. Today is Tuesday, October 13th, and this is a special edition godless interruption for the first of the democratic debates for primary oh yeah uh we're joined in studio by the wonderful greg hawkins also you heard matt meow i'm here yeah <laughs> and ryan's here three weeks in a row <laughs> Woo! Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> uh before we get into the debate i wanted to talk to you a little bit mr hawkins oh hey what's been shaking man you're you've been you've been super busy yeah is you're, this your, is you're this your, been way busy is this your second or third time on the show <laughs> i think this is my second yeah this yeah. is my second time have you only been on once before mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i think that one time we well we, re- article. we 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 played a show once so technically yeah we had the lost uh Jesus HIV Christ episode and replayed the Greg Hawkins. Right, yes. Right, right. Sounds like that episode was probably more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I was I was disappointed was good that one. we lost it. Yeah, it was... We've lost Don Cheeto and Jesus HIV Christ. Yeah, two Damn. two of the few funny shows we've had. <laughs> the SD cards just know when to crap the fuck out. Yeah. We'll we'll soon have a backup to our primary we'll have it we'll have it recording in those places mm-hmm. so what's been happening man you're all over the place yeah. i see you in american atheist magazine i see mm-hmm. you in youtube videos doing richard SCA stuff yeah it's I, I i i don't really ask for all that attention either it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird um there's so i'm writing for the american atheist magazine now like i've been writing um articles for them ever since that first one came out um, every issue. I actually just turned in an, another um, article yesterday to um, Pam Whistle, the editor there, and we're working on that right now. Other than that, yeah, I did a Secular Student Alliance um, little talk presentation thing. I also did the That's Richard right, SSA. Sorry, SSA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Richard Dawkins Foundation openly secular video. Um, been involved with this, um, writing conglomerate for skepticism and free thought called Broad Clarity, among a lot of, a lot of other things. There was Dan Errol's blog I was mm-hmm. featured on. I was on, uh, Hemant Mehta's blog. I was on Dan Savage's blog. You were so, on Savage's blog? Too? Yeah. Wow. So kind of everywhere. I, I don't, I don't really put out a lot of it anymore. I've been sort of staying off, offline as a little more with the whole, activism thing but it seems to be catching up anyways 
<laughs> so, <laughs> oh well. So, so you say you've been staying offline a little bit with the activism thing. Is that a is that a self imposed thing? Are you getting tired? You just too busy? I think it, a lot of it is one. I'm busy, and two. I think there's there's better conversations to be had sometimes. And I, the activism, atheist activism, I think definitely has the audience um, that it didn't once have. And we have a lot more people that are willing to speak out and say, listen. Things around here are, well, they're not just for those who are non-believers or who are skeptical of religious bullshit. And I've, I've been sort of like, well, I can sort of step back at the moment right now and focus on some other things. I'm more interested in like the academic side of belief and philosophy and um, politics. And there's so many more things to disagree with people on that way. Um, so many other arguments <laughs> I could be having. Oh yeah. So many other arguments, but most, a lot of it is also just preparing for law school. Um, I, I got my paralegal certificate. I, um, congratulations. Yeah. You thank go. you. Um, I got, you know, I'm, I'm graduating from the university of Utah this December. And so it's just more of, trying to prioritize my time. So are you hoping to get into Quinny? I would love to if I could. Yeah. Um I could stay home. They have a good program, it's the top fifty, so that's the SJ Quinney School of Law here in Utah. Yeah. Really, really good program from what I hear. Yes, it's a it's it's great. I haven't heard very many poor things about it. Um obviously the legal market's still struggling a little bit, uh, but I don't care. <laughs> so what kind of what kind of law do you want to go into or are you or is this like a springboard for something else? I know a lot of you say you're interested in politics. I know a lot of politicians start in law, go mm-hmm. into politics. Right. Um yeah, actually representative uh, Brian King, uh the house. I know that he's a he's a lawyer, owns a small family firm and he's the minority leader of the um Democratic um party there at the uh the legislature here in Utah. So uh, I I would like to go into some sort of law that wouldn't require me to sell my soul. <laughs> I, I'm working a little bit with the ACLU right now, um, thinking about doing an internship with them. But when it comes to what type of law I want to practice, I think that really has to depend after I start actually taking law classes if I do. So mm-hmm. see what, see what floats your boat. Yeah. yeah. And see if I'd, I'm, I'd be willing to take you the money the over the You just did the dance move. <laughs> we, we were sitting here before we started recording the show show, and Ryan was talking and made a little swipe in the air, and I, I didn't know if he was doing a dance move or what, but apparently there was a little, was it a little nap? Or yeah. What? I'm just glad I'm not the only one seeing both. It's buzzing around. <laughs> I, think, I think three of the four of us have seen it now. Yeah. And Dan just thinks everyone's just, hey, I'm old, you talk to the hands, it's like, not so good. He's outside of Dan's color spectrum. He is. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a green fly. It's, it's something I just can't see. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> so going into law, uh, you, you got your paralegal certificate. What's So what's next? Do you say you graduate in when? December. This December. So two months. After this, like I just got a promotion at work, so I'll probably just chill at my job um, at least until law school begins. If I get accepted, I took the LSAT. I haven't got my scores back, so we don't know. <laughs> but if I get accepted, if I get high enough scores, then I'll probably go into that. If I don't get accepted or don't get high enough scores, then we'll reevaluate and see where things go from there. Very cool. Yeah, so. Well, I know you've been doing a lot of really exciting things, man. Like yeah. I said, I've, I've been seeing you all over the place lately. Um, 
you you graced the cover of American Atheists magazine <laughs> for the for the not the most recent issue but the one prior. Yeah, the the I can't remember which issue that was, but you're right. I was on there. All in your I, were you in your missionary garb, I believe, with I, your with your elder badge. And I think it was the exact same photo that they took of me at the American Atheists convention in Salt Lake City okay. that they put in the first article that huh. I wrote. I think they just took that and put it on the cover and then added a different background and stuff. Um, so I didn't have to do any like, you know, Jacqueline Glenn-esque <laughs> photo shoots or anything like that. <laughs> so. I don't know. Maybe oh, some well. people would like to see you in I, hills in the tub. I don't know. I, you know, I've been considering it anyways. So. <laughs> oh, good thing Stephanie doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Halloween is coming up. <laughs> it, oh yeah, and Rocky Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. could mm-hmm, could definitely mm-hmm. pull something from there and, and make it work. The then, high heels then he's got a perfect nets. excuse. Is like, why are you in a dress and high heels in front of the temple? It's like, oh, that was actually photoshopped. I was actually at a <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Showing that night, and they took that picture and they reused it and they just <laughs> put the temple in the background. <laughs> Rocky, well, and so, Rocky so you were on, you were on the cover show. for not the most recent episode, but the or episode issue, uh, not the most recent issue, but the one prior, and then. Uh, I think this is in the most recent ep- issue. I keep saying episode. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah. Re- the most recent <laughs> issue you had it is a part two of your what part series? Well, it was originally going to be close to like six parts, but I'm I'm currently working on a series that's um, about the Mormon missionary lessons. So the Mormon missionaries will take you through a series of lessons that teach you. Uh, the tenets and basic precepts of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, you, know, <laughs> you know. The Mormons. <laughs> and, Those ones. and mine is sort of just uh, a rebuttal. My article series is more of just a rebuttal to the assertions that they make, as well as a little bit of background information that missionaries typically won't either know or won't share. Uh, I'm currently on lesson four right now. The commandments. How, how many lessons are there? Is it seven? I think there's six. Six. I'm 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 taking lesson four, which is the commandments right now, and I'm breaking it up into a bunch of different ones because it's just such a huge lesson that I can't I can't write like a fifteen hundred word article and do it justice. Yeah. So you could spend you well you can make an everybody can make a career of refuting all of the bullshit that religion (laughs) teaches. Oh yeah, especially Mormonism. Are you going to do the preach my gospel after that? I'm I'm actually working out a preach my gospel right now. Oh, that's, you are that's, for the, that's okay. the source material. I'm oh, using. I see. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, this the that's pre- a pretty thick little manual there. Oh yeah, preach my gospel, the missionary handbook, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the quad traditional Mormon yep. scriptures. And it's so easy. It just kind of <laughs> you know, like you sit there and you have to sit down. And you're like, how am I going to tear apart the church in this one? And I like that's not a it's not biased at all, but at the same time I'm not reporting anything. I'm, so uh, I I have to sit there and I'm like, okay, so these are the things that they're they want to teach, and this is the things that I'm commenting on for this article, and let's just get creative with it because for each one of these things, everybody has like their stock answer, their stock response, and I kind of wanted to go a little bit different with that and kind of dispense with the first knee-jerk reaction I would have to these things and sort of look at the implications of what would happen or either the second, the things that I would, the objections that I would have if I thought about it for a little bit. And so I'll look at these lessons and I'll take about a week or so and I'll search, ponder, eyes, and pray and <laughs> contemplate. And, and then I'll come up with uh, the, the objections that I have after I've thought about it. And that then um, 
Pam goes through and the editing staff at the American Atheists, they, they edit all of the redundancy in my terrible yeah. writing and make it look great. And, <laughs> and then you end up with, you know, an article in a magazine. So Pam does a great job. Yeah, she's sure. great. You did it too. It's now I'm now I feel like <laughs> now I feel like you guys are fucking with me. There's not really any bugs I, in here. I saw it actually. <laughs> Even after we get it now, we're still gonna do it. Yeah. Oh, it's up in the corner there. Is it just a little gnat? What yeah, is it? See it? No. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. Uh, little guy. Let's try to find a way out. You guys are fucking out no. here. Right there. Oh, he's right over Matt's head. Oh, there it is. Okay. Now you see it. Now you oh, see the bug. Right. <laughs> We shouldn't have shown him. I needed yeah, evidence. We should have all pointed man. elsewhere. Like, look at it. <laughs> all three of you are pointing in different directions. Yeah. That'd be that'd tip me off. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So tonight we'll be doing the Democratic debate. Uh, I mentioned that before. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how this is going to work out, man. Because well, I I expect that we'll be just as critical of anything that we see that needs criticism as we are with the Republican primary mm, debates. Sure, sure. Even though we the, do have the key a is leaning what needs criticism. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I put that in there. Yeah. We do have a leaning bias towards Capitalism this party. Needs criticism. Oh, Bernie. <laughs> so, but we also do have three people on the stage that I frankly don't really know a whole lot about. So, tonight on the stage we have Jim Webb, Lincoln Chafee, Martin O'Malley, Bernie Sanders, Martin O'Malley, Hillary Clinton, and one more. What? Or did was that five? No, oh, yeah, it was five. Yeah. Okay, I was like, wait, really? I didn't think there <laughs> yeah. was six. Yeah. Wait, I'm breaking news here. <laughs> There's a Web, six contender: Webb, Chafee, O'Malley, Clinton, Sanders. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just terrible at math. I wasn't. I wasn't counting on my fingers. That was, that was my problem. <laughs> I heard. Uh, do you know? You know the Sklar brothers? Sounds familiar. They're comedians, twins. Anyway, they were on Doug Loves Movies, and one of them referred to him as Bernie Saunders. Mm. <laughs> and then he was like, wait, Saunders? Sanders, right? And then he's like, did you also call him Bernie? <laughs> <laughs> Doug's like, am I just that high? Or did I hear you call him Bernie? Bernie Saunders. Bernie Saunders. <laughs> so so we've we've arrived at a place, and I, I think I paused this when they're going to do their first, you know, the, the candidates will each speak their little introduction or whatever. Mm -hmm. We've we've gone past the all of the bullshit talking about the candidates and you know Anderson Cooper doing his spiel and whatever. So we're just gonna kind of jump right in here. <laughs> Would like to welcome Dan Ellis on the play by play tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm gonna hit the play button and we'll watch oh. the uh, little logo disappear from the TV here. Wow, it disappeared. <laughs> We should just like relabel these shows like mystery science theater themes. Yeah, they're just down south in Las Vegas. We could have driven down for this one. They are in place at their podiums. Before we dive into the issues, I want to quickly explain some of the ground rules tonight. As the moderator, I'll ask questions, follow-ups, and guide the discussion. I'll be joined in the questioning by CNN's Juan Carlos Lopez and Dana Bash, as well as Don Lemon, who will share questions from Democrats around the country. Okay. Each candidate will have crazy pants Lemon. questions in 30 seconds for follow-ups. I hope they're better than they were during the Republican debate. Oh, yeah. they it was singled out for criticism. Ridiculous. Our viewers should know be. that we have uh, lights that are visible to the candidates to warn them when their time is up. I want the candidates to be able to introduce themselves to our audience. Each candidate will have two minutes to introduce two themselves. Minutes. Let's begin. It's a pretty Governor long Chief. intro. Governor. Yeah. Thank you, Anderson. Well, Thank you, know, you CNN. And thank you, Facebook, for organizing it's this debate. Statement. Not only will Americans be electing a new president next year, 
we also will be electing a world leader. Voters should assess the candidate's experience, character, and vision for the future as they make this important decision. He's should, all fucking smiling. I'm the only yeah. one running for president. <laughs> I know. Should we be, should we be judging ties as well? Because senator <laughs> and a governor. He, he's need, he needs, his mayor, needs I brought labor yeah. peace yeah, it looks like bad wallpaper. Uh-huh. And kept taxes down. I was reelected three times. As a senator, I earned a reputation for courageous votes against the Bush-Cheney tax cuts. So which mic is actually working? Against the tragedy of the Iraq war, (laughs) for environmental stewardship, for protection of our civil liberties. I served on the Foreign Relations Committee, and I chaired the Middle East Subcommittee for four years. As governor, I came in at the depths of the recession, and we turned my state around. (sighs) Rhode Island had the biggest drop of the (laughs) unemployment rate over my four budgets of all but one state. Is there going to be 9-11 quotes tonight? Having this debate. I don't know. Oh, we'll that's a good I'm very question. proud that over my almost 30 years be. of public service, I have had no scandals. <laughs> I've courage to take the long-term view. Was that a bash at Hillary? That was a straight cut right to Hillary. And every GOP candidate. Yeah, and every GOP yeah. candidate. Shots fired. I want to address the income inequality. Close the gap. I think that's a great move. Have I have not. had no scandals. I want to shot. For Chafee, what kind of, to you, you know, most of us don't even, and I mean, even the ones of us that are most well-informed peace. don't really know I what he's about. Yeah. He's got to make an impression tonight. And firing shots. Like that is Thank a great way to do it. Get himself known. What kind of a low fucking bar is that? I have no scandal. I know. Well, that speaks to American politics. Now, people sure. are disgusted with the way that money has corrupted our political process, intimidating incumbents and empowering Wall Street. Webb seems like a good dude. With the turnstile government that we I see, did, I know absolutely nothing about him. Power oh, the yeah. financial sector in both parties. Who understands how the system works, who has not been co-opted by it, and also who has a proven record of accomplishing different things. Um, I have a record of working across the political aisle. I've also spent mm-hmm. more than half of my professional life away from politics in the independent world of being an author, a, a journalist, and a sole proprietor. What's he wearing? In government service. I fought and bled for our country Probably in Vietnam a as a Marine. Flag or something. I spent years <laughs> as an assistant secretary of defense, secretary of the Navy in the Reagan administration. Is that a purple heart? In the Senate? Maybe. I spoke about economic so, fairness and social justice from day it. one. It could I also be served in Vietnam. And passed the best piece of veterans' education legislation in history, the post 9 11 GI Bill. I brought criminal justice reform out of the political shadows and into the national discussion. I led what later became called the strategic pivot to Asia two years before President Obama was elected. I know where my loyalties are. My mother grew up in the poverty of East Arkansas, chopping cotton, picking strawberries. I had a hard Three life. My family was poor. I come from nothing. My wife, Hung, hmm. came to this country as a refugee from war-torn Vietnam, learned English, a language that was not spoken at home, and earned her way into Cornell Law School. I have five daughters. Amy works with disabled veterans. Sarah is an emergency room nurse. Julia is a massage. He forgot her name. Oh, Oh, poor Julia. (laughs) My son Jim fought as an infantry marine on the bloody streets of Ramadi. You may be sure that in a web administration, the highest priority will be the working people who every day go out and make this country stronger at home and who give us the right reputation and security overseas under a common sense foreign policy. Thank you. 
Common sense. Yeah. Foreign policy. Yeah. I don't. The Web Doctor. <laughs> Governor O'Malley, you have two minutes. Spider Web. My so, name is Martin O'Malley. Former mayor of Baltimore. Ooh, it's Martin go- O'Malley. So, so I wanted to pause it there for just a second because yeah. I know that Jim Webb and Lincoln Chafee both have like zero chance of, of winning the nominee. Yeah, sort of winning the neither nomination. is O'Malley. Well, he's got a better chance than either of them. I mean they have yeah. they have so little so little percentage of the votes and so little money. They have no infrastructure. There's there's just no possible way yeah, for them right. that even if even if tonight were a were a jumping off point for either of them, mm-hmm. there's no way that they could get which, all of which the infra- would have yeah. infrastructure in place in order to win the nomination. They're okay. just I mean, they're there tonight to be more bodies on stage mm-hmm. and and to and all to the get big donors have already there. chosen their sides yeah i mean they're well that's that's the other part of this is that there are only six democratic debates yeah uh i think there are a couple other you know public forums that they may do but but the the dnc chair uh uh debbie wasserman yeah. schultz has said that she is not going to allow any more than six debates and Lincoln Chafee in particular has, has really tried to take her to task for that, for setting, setting the numbers so low, for starting them so late. You know, it's, yeah. it, it makes it really hard for any candidates who, who are struggling in the polls to get any, any rec, any name recognition mm-hmm. or, or hear anybody or have anybody hear their message when they can't even get on stage to talk yeah. about the issues they want to talk about. So. You know, he, his gripe, and I, and I think it's a valid gripe, is that mm-hmm. by by structuring it this way, it all but guarantees that big-name candidates like Hillary Clinton in particular are going to get mm-hmm. all of the attention yeah. and, and all have, of the They have a significant and, advantage. Yeah, it, it's basically sure. weighted very, very much in her favor, the, the mm-hmm. way they've structured this. So. Oh, and Bernie. Yeah. To, to an extent, <laughs> to an extent, but, but not, not, not nearly as much same, as Clinton. Not in the same sure. way. Yeah. I don't think they expected Bernie uh, to rise this fast. I'm a Democrat, yeah. and most importantly, a husband and a father. Mm, my wife Katie mm-hmm. and I have four great kids: oh. Grace and Tara, and He's William a dashing and Jack. Yeah. And like you, and he there is nothing kids we wouldn't do to give <laughs> them nice healthier and better there lives. There are some things that I have learned to do better in life than others. Where's he from? And after 15 years of executive experience, no, I have learned governor. how to be mm. an effective leader. Whether it How's was raising PD the doing? minimum wage, making our public schools the best in America, passing marriage equality, the DREAM Act, and comprehensive gun safety legislation, I have learned how to get things done because I am very clear about my principles. God, his voice just reminds me Thanks of Thanks to President too much. Obama. Our country has come a long way since the Wall Street crash of 2008. <laughs> I, I mean, I can hear a little bit yeah. of We are creating jobs again. It's not quite but as pinched. we elected pinched, a president, well, yeah. not a magician. <laughs> and there is urgent work that needs to be done right now. And the way he's flirting for with the camera. For mm-hmm. there is a, a deep injustice. It's like they keep switching an back and forth on his microphone. An that threatens yeah. to tear Sounds our country weird, huh? apart. Yeah. And it will not solve itself. Injustice does not solve itself. He sounds like what he's I'm in a bathroom. It's, it's an echo. Our sound. middle class like they're is doing shrinking. both. They've yeah. got a mix of poor people. families yeah. are becoming poor, and seventy percent of us are earning the same or less than we were twelve years ago. We need new leadership, and we need action—the sort of action that will actually make wages go up again for all American families. Our economy isn't money; it's people. It's all of our people. And so we must invest in our country and the potential of our kids to make college a debt-free option for all families instead of saddling our kids with a lifetime of crushing debt. And we must square our shoulders 
to the great challenge of climate change and make this threat mm. our He's got opportunity. a nice suit. Mm-hmm. The future yes, is what we make of it. We are all in this And he's wearing together. an appropriate tie. And the question in this election is I whether like that you he and I still have the change. ability to yeah. give our kids yeah. a better future. I believe we do. That is why I am running for president, and I need your help. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of very good progressive stances. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them have evoked God yet. No, no, that's, that's true. true. That's true. None that's of them true. have said God or constitution. Governor Malley, thank you very much. Or, Senator Sanders. You know, something like, you like that. I think most Americans understand that our country today faces a series of unprecedented crises. The middle class of this country for the last 40 years has been disappearing. Millions of Americans are working longer hours for low wages, and yet almost all of the new income and wealth being created is going to the top 1%. As a result of this disastrous Citizens United Supreme Court decision, Mm -hmm. our campaign finance system is corrupt Mm -hmm. and is undermining American democracy. Millionaires and billionaires are pouring unbelievable sums of money into the political process Mm -hmm. in order to fund super PACs and to elect candidates who represent their interests, not the interests of working people. Mm -hmm. Today, the scientific community is virtually unanimous. Climate change is real. It is caused by Mm -hmm. human activity. And we have a moral responsibility Mm -hmm. to transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy and leave this planet a habitable planet for our children and our grandchildren. And GMOs are today in America. (laughs) We have more people in jail than any other country on earth. Mm-hmm. African-American youth unemployment is 51%. Hispanic youth unemployment is 36%. It seems to me that instead of building more jails and providing more incarceration, maybe, just maybe, we should be putting money into education mm-hmm. and jobs for our kids. Mm-hmm. I, I really tried. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to think of this. About is whether we can mobilize our people to take back our government from a handful of billionaires and create the vibrant democracy we know we can and should have. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I mean it's just hard to disagree with any of that. Yeah. I I don't disagree with anything he said. No. His eyes are a little crooked. Thank you, and thanks to everyone for hosting this first of the Democratic debates. I'm Hillary Clinton. I have been proud and privileged (laughs) to serve as First Lady, as a Senator from New York, and as Secretary of State. I'm the granddaughter of a factory worker and the grandmother of a wonderful one-year-old child. And every day, I think about what we need to do to make sure that opportunity is available, not just for her, but for all of our children. I have spent a very long time, my entire adult life, looking for ways to even the odds to help people have a chance to get ahead. (laughs) And in particular, to find the ways for each child to live up to his or her God-given potential. There we go. She was the first one. Over the last months listening and learning. And I put forward specific (laughs) plans about how we're going to create more good-paying jobs 
By investing and only one in of them is wearing an American flag. Like how, I noticed that By too. making it possible mm-hmm. once again to invest in science and research that was Lincoln and Chafee, taking right? the opportunity posed by climate change so. to grow our economy. No, no Webb Web had that. Oh, yeah, Web. oh, O'Malley. How we're going to was raise it wages. Yes, of course. Raise the minimum wage, but we have to do so much more including finding ways so that companies share profits with the workers who help to make them. And then we have to figure out how we're going to make the tax system a fairer one. Mm -hmm. Right now, the wealthy pay too little and the middle class pays too much. So I have specific recommendations about how we're going to close those loopholes, make it clear that the wealthy will have to pay their fair share and have a series of tax cuts for middle-class families. As if she's not part of that. And I want to more to help us balance family and work. I believe in equal pay for equal work for women, but I also believe it's about time we had paid family leave for American families and join the rest of the world. Her husband kind of started that with FMLA. During the course of the evening tonight, I'll have a chance to lay out all of my plans and the work that I've done behind them. But for me, this is about bringing our country together again. And I will do everything I can to heal the divides, the divides economically, because there's too much inequality, the racial divides, the continuing discrimination against the LGBT community, so that we will work together. And yes, finally, fathers will be able to say to their daughters, you too can grow up to be president. She's a little slow on the LGBT community and support. She I mean, was, yeah. In her career, you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. Thank you all. It you know, is time to uh, start the at debate. At least she's not, ready? I mean, all the GOP people are saying, yeah. no way, no how. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. better than that. We're going to be discussing a lot of the issues. Yeah, I mean, at least she's arrived there finally, up, but, but I want to begin it with took her a lot longer than I think it should have. About mm-hmm. each of the candidates here on the stage that they have about each of you. Secretary Clinton, I want to start with you. Plenty of politicians evolve on issues, but even some Democrats believe you change your positions based on political expediency. (laughs) You were against same-sex marriage. Now you're for it. You defended President Obama's immigration policies. Now you say they're too harsh. You supported his trade deal dozens of times. You even called it the gold standard. Now, suddenly last week, you're against it. Will you say anything to get elected? Well, actually, I have been very consistent over the course of my entire life. I have always fought for the same values and principles. But like most human beings, including those of us who run for office, I do absorb new information. I do look at what's happening in the world. Um, You know, take the trade deal. I did say when I was Secretary of State three years ago that I hoped it would be the gold standard. It was just finally negotiated. You didn't say last you hoped week. it would. You said it and was. And looking the gold at standard. it, it didn't meet my standards. My standards no. for more new good jobs for Americans, for raising wages for Americans. Out. And I want to make sure that I can look into the eyes of any middle class American and say, this will help raise your wages. And I concluded I, I could not. <laughs> so, <laughs> with all due respect, the question is really the about question is a stupid question. Just, uh, can yeah. we just start with that was what type of questions are they going to be asking here? Um, like there was nothing at all about any of the things that she flip flopped on. It wasn't about any substance there. Right. There was the, it was just, will you say anything to get elected? It's this circus where we just yeah, focus yeah, yeah. on the actors and we don't actually focus on issues. And I think I, I'm going to make a prediction <clears throat> right now All that right. CNN is, is just going to be completely troubled with this throughout the entire debate. They're going to focus on petty bullshit while real issues 
stay under the rather rug. than being substantive, like yeah. the last debate. Yeah, and I, uh, I'll be interested. Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Prophet Hawkins uh, <laughs> <things> comes. <laughs> you know, when when they address some of the stuff. I mean, Bernie Sanders has Bernie Saunders has had uh, so much Barney, publicity <laughs> over the last few months on some issues that you know uh, he's. Apparently held since the sixties or seventies. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they approach that, and if yeah. and if your predictions are correct. And I, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's much of a prediction because it's the, it's based on a significant history of CNN's interviewing process. It, making it, they're making it political theater. It's, yeah. it's, it's, than, it's part of the sensationalization well, of, of politics yeah, and the media. media. Yeah. Yeah. We can hope it'll change. These first questions seem like they're taking it from the public as far as what the public sees right. in their right. eye and. I'm hoping so, mm-hmm. but in, in in Clinton's defense, she answered it like a perfect politician. Sure, yeah. yep. so like, yep. good for her. Yeah. By New Hampshire, you told the crowd you quote take a backseat to no one when it comes to progressive values. Last month Except in Ohio, you said you plead guilty to quote being kind of moderate <laughs> and center. Do you change your political identity based on who you're talking to? No, I think that uh, like most people that I know, I have a range of views, but they are rooted in my values and my experience. And I don't take a backseat to anyone when it comes to progressive uh, experience and progressive commitment. Mm. You know, when I left law school, my first job was with the Children's Defense Fund. And for all the years since, what I have been focused thing. on yeah. how like, we're going to unstack As opposed the to those people who are against children. Yeah, I mean, that's, people to have the experience that's progressive I had, compared to William you know, Randolph Hearst. To be able Hearst, to come from a grandfather who was a factory worker, a father who was a small business person, and now asking the people of America to elect me president. Just for the record, are you a progressive or are you a moderate? I'm a progressive, but I'm a progressive who likes to get things done. And I know, but I'm moderate in my progressivism. <laughs> yeah, and I know how to stand my ground, and I have proved that in every position that I've had, even dealing with Republicans who never had a good word to say about me, honestly. Mm-hmm. But we found ways to work <laughs> well, together on everything from reforming foster care and adoption to the Children's Health Insurance Program, which insures eight million kids. Yep. So Thank I you. have a long mm-hmm. history of getting things done rooted in the same values Senator, I've always had. Senator Sanders, a Gallup poll says half the country would not put a socialist in the White House. You call yourself a democratic socialist. How can any kind of socialist win a general election in the United States? Well, we're going to win because first we're going to explain what democratic socialism is. <laughs> and what democratic too many people don't know what the fuck about they're talking about. That it is immoral and wrong that the top one-tenth of one percent in this country own almost 90 percent, almost own almost as much wealth as the bottom 90 percent, that it is wrong today in a rigged economy that 57 percent of all new income is going to the top one percent, that when you look around the world, you see every other major country providing health care to all people as a right, except the United States. You see every other major country saying to moms that when you have a baby, we're not going to separate you from your newborn baby because we are going to have but we are going to have medical and family paid leave like every other country on earth. Those are some of the principles that I believe in. And I think we should look to countries like Denmark, like Sweden and Norway and learn from what they have accomplished for their working people. 
He fumbles his way through that, but I get the, I get the point. Denmark but, is a country yeah, that has there's, a population. There's a few things to pick apart Denmark there. is a country that has a population of 5.6 million people. The question is really about electability here, and that's what I'm trying to get at. You, the, the, the Republican attack See? act against you in a general election, it writes itself. You supported the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. Issues. You honeymooned yeah. the Soviet Union, and just this weekend you said you're not a capitalist. Doesn't, doesn't that add write itself? Well, first of all, let's look at the facts. Uh, the facts that are very simple. Republicans win when there is a low voter turnout, and that is True. what happened last November. Yep. Yep. 63% of the American people didn't vote, Anderson. 80% of young people didn't vote. Which we is are ridiculous. bringing out huge yeah. turnouts and creating excitement all over this country. Democrats at the White House on down will win when there is excitement and a large voter turnout. And that is what this campaign is doing. You don't consider yourself a capitalist, though. Do I consider myself part of the casino capitalist <laughs> process by which so few have so much and so many have so little by which Wall Street greed and recklessness wreck this economy. No, I issues, don't. Though. I believe in a society yeah, where all people do well, not just a handful. You did a of great job just, uh, of setting that up. Let me just be clear: Is there no. any bill, yeah. anybody else? As on soon the as stage he like settles down, I think he'll. Well, let 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 me just follow up on that, Anderson, because oh boy, here we go. When I think about capitalism, I think about all the small businesses that were started because we have the opportunity and the freedom in our country for people to do that. Mm. You and to make still a have good that opportunity. So, <laughs> so here's her moderate views. Yeah. What we have to do every so often in America, which is save capitalism from itself. And I think what Senator Sanders is saying certainly makes sense in the terms of the inequality that we have. But we are not Denmark. I love Denmark. We are the United States of America, and it's our job to rein in the excesses of capitalism so that it doesn't run amok and doesn't that's his, cause... That's what he's trying to do. Yeah, ...that we're seeing there, in our economic no system. There but we no would argument. be making a grave mistake to turn our backs on what built the greatest middle class in the history Senator of the Sanders? world. Senator Sanders? For what? 20 or 30 years? Everybody is in agreement that we are a great entrepreneurial nation. We have got to encourage that. Of course, we have to support small and medium-sized businesses. But you can have all of the growth that you want, and it doesn't mean anything if all of the new income and wealth is going to the top 1%. Great so what answer. we need to yeah, do yeah. is support really small and medium-sized businesses, around the, block. the backbone yeah. of our economy. He's been doing but this But we for have to make decades. sure that every family <laughs> in this country gets <laughs> no. a fair shake. We're, we're going to have a lot more on these issues, but I do want to just quickly <laughs> get, he, he, get he everybody was, in He was on part the of spearheading the socialization of building the pyramids. You've been everything but a socialist. When you were senator from Rhode Island, you were a Republican. When you were elected governor, you were an independent. You've only been a Democrat for a little more Two years. Why should Democratic voters? Yeah, Lincoln Chafee's not even wearing a lapel. Anderson, you're yeah, looking at a block yeah. of oh, granite. Oh, I thought you when meant Michael. Sorry. Oh no. Whether it seems like pretty soft granite. Though. I mean, you've been a Republican. You've been an independent. Yeah, yeah, oh, on the yeah. issues. I have not changed on the issues. I was a liberal Republican, then I was an independent, and now I'm a well, proud give him Democrat. Some credit. At least he's saying something issues. about it. And I yeah. open my record to scrutiny, whether it's on the environment, a woman's right to choose, gay marriage. Fiscal responsibility, aversion to foreign entanglements, using the tools of government to help the less fortunate. Time and time again, I have never changed. You're looking at a block of granite when it comes to the issue. So I have <laughs> not changed labels. The party left me. There's yeah. no doubt about that. There was no <laughs> I, think I think he was in the wrong party. To, in that party. I think he was always in the wrong party. I even had party. a primary well, for my so re-election in 2006. Because I won it. 
when was he a Republican? But the money poured in. Pre Reagan in Rhode Island or early Reagan? Governor, that's what we're I mean, up Because if that's Governor the case, Malley, and he was a moderate Republican then, that then it's fair to say that with the Tea mayor, Party takeover, that they left him. I really don't understand why he's like, why they changed labels. Anderson Cooper changed labels. He labeled himself heterosexual. And then he came out. It's not indicative of what they feel or think. Actually, I believe what she said was that there's a lot of policies that have led to this unrest. But Anderson, when I ran for mayor of Baltimore in 1999... She actually, just for the record, when she was asked which policies to name two, she said zero tolerance. I mean, there's a number of old policies that we were seeing the result of (laughs) that distress of communities where communities (laughs) don't want to step forward and say who killed a three-year-old. It's a direct result of these failed policies. Let's talk about this a little bit. One of the things that was not reported during that heartbreaking night of unrest in Baltimore was that arrests had actually fallen to a 38-year low in the year prior to Freddie Gray's tragic death. Anderson, when I ran for mayor of Baltimore back in 1999, it was not because our city was doing well. (laughs) It was because we had allowed ourselves to become the most violent, addicted, and abandoned city in America. And I ran and promised people that together we could turn that around. (laughs) And we put our city on a path to reduce violent crime or part one crime by more than any major city in America over the next 10 years. I did not make our city immune to setbacks, but I attended a lot of funerals, including one for a family of seven who were firebombed in their sleep for picking up the phone in a poor African-American neighborhood and calling the police because of drug dealers on their corner. We've saved Mm -hmm. over a thousand lives in Baltimore in the last 15 years with people working together and the vast majority of them were young and poor and black. It wasn't easy on any day, but we saved lives and we gave our city a better future, improving police and community relations every single day that I was in office. In one year alone, that was really, really emotional. Yeah, I was really impressed with that answer. That was very heartfelt. People. The ACLU, very heartfelt, the very emotional, but at the same time, very serious. Mm-hmm. And the city actually settled, saying a lot of those arrests were without probable cause. Well, I think the key word in your uh, follow-up there was the word settled. That's true. That was settled. Arrest peaked in 2003, Anderson, but they declined every year after that as we restored peace in our poorer neighborhoods so that people could actually walk and not have to worry about their their kids or, or their their loved ones uh, being victims of violent crime. Look, none of this is easy. None of us has all the answers. But together as a city, we saved a lot of lives. It was about leadership. It was about principle. And it was about bringing Thank people you, together. Thank you. Senator Webb, in 2006, you called affirmative action state-sponsored racism. Really, really in 2010, answers. you wrote an op-ed saying it tough, discriminates tough against whites. Yeah. Given that nearly half the Democratic Party is non-white, aren't you out of step with where the Democratic Party is now? No, actually, I, I believe that I am where the Democratic Party traditionally has been. The Democratic Party, and the reason I decided to run as a Democrat, like has been the party. Anderson asked him, like now, and he's like... Power, a voice. And that is not determined mm-hmm. by race. And as a clarification, I have always supported affirmative action for African Americans. That's the way the program was originally designed because of their unique history in this country with slavery and the Jim Crow laws that follow. What I have discussed a number of times is the idea that when we create diversity programs that include everyone, quote, of color, other than white, struggling whites like the, the families in the Appalachian Mountains, we're not being true to the Democratic Party principle of elevating 
the level of consciousness among our people about the, the hardships that a lot of people who happen to be white have. By culture, by the way. I, Senator Webb, thank I you think that was a really, I think I, I, think I understood right what now. he meant, but he worded that issues very, right now very clumsily. Yeah. I, I don't think he was prepared for that really. I disagreed with month. almost everything Once said, again, yeah. it brought the issue of guns into the national conversation. Over the last week, guns have been the most discussed political topic on Facebook by two to one. Senator Sanders... You voted against the Brady Bill, there mandated background checks, and a waiting period. You also supported allowing riders to bring guns in check bags on Amtrak trains. For a decade, you said that holding gun manufacturers legally responsible for mass shootings is a bad idea. That now you say idea. you're reconsidering that, yeah, which is the that shield the gun trigger. companies yeah. from lawsuits or uh, not. Uh, let's begin, Anderson, by understanding uh, that Bernie Sanders has a D-minus <laughs> voting record from the NRA. That's also it's never good when you refer to yourself in the third Back in 1988, <laughs> when I first ran for the United States Congress, way back then, I told the gun owners of the state of Vermont, and I told the people of the state of Vermont, a state which has virtually no gun control, that I supported a ban on assault weapons. And over the years, I have strongly supported which is instant hollow, background uh, checks, yeah, doing mean. away with this terrible gun show loophole. And I think we've got to move aggressively at the federal level in dealing with the straw man purchases. Also, I believe, and I fought for, to understand that there are thousands of people in this country today who are suicidal, who are homicidal, but can't get the health care that they need, the mental health care, because they don't have insurance or they're too poor. I believe that everybody in this country has a mental crisis, has got to get mental health counseling immediately. Do you want to shield gun companies from lawsuits or not? not? This was a large and complicated bill. There were provisions in it that I think made sense. For example... Do I think that a gun shop in the state of Vermont that sells legally a gun to somebody and that somebody goes out and does something crazy, that that gun shop owner should be held responsible? I don't. On the other hand, where you have manufacturers and where you have gun shops knowingly giving guns to criminals or aiding and abetting that, of course, we should take action. Secretary Clinton, is Bernie Sanders talking about guns? No. Can we talk about that really quick? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the room they're in, it's getting echoing off of it. Yeah, Yeah. so what what do you think about their mics, Hawkins? (laughs) (laughs) No, like, ours are better, I think. Uh, I'm honestly completely undecided on this issue. I have absolutely no idea what to think. And which issue is that on, on the, gun on control? Gun control. Um, well, I, first of all, I, I have questions about what the point is. Like, what are we doing this for? Well, I know what are we doing. What for? Why do we, why do we want to implement stronger? Well, why do s- some people want to implement stronger gun laws? I know what we need. And why do others about- want to re- not have gun laws at all or want to repeal those or want to keep the same? Like what's, why are we doing it? Well, I, I think it, it depends on what, what avenue of gun control you're talking about. If you're talking about making background checks more prevalent, closing loopholes for gun shows where you can't just go in and buy whatever gun you want. Right. Uh, the straw man purchases where somebody else buys the gun and gives it to you or, you know, you pay them to go and buy the gun for you. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those, I mean, th- those are all kind of separate issues. Right. I think the overarching theme is that, of course, in the United States, Versus any other industrialized nation, we have way, way, way more gun violence. I would put the United States against almost any country in the world, minus the Middle East, which is obviously the the most well performing political and socio political (laughs) region in the world right now. I mean, outside of that, I would put the United States against any for uh, for gun violence. Yeah, Yeah. off of any industrialized nation. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, even even some that are not like Mongolia that are not considered industrialized or, you know, I, I think we... Well, but if you take the industrialization that. part of it, you pretty much knock the Middle East out of that game. Yeah, well, enough, I think but. Matt's saying that, that industrialized or not, even even countries that are oh, yeah. war torn, we have yes, we have you. higher rates of. of I mean, gun may, maybe not Central Africa, you know. I guess, but you know, most of Southern Africa probably and and East Asia certainly. I think. Um, but anyway, why do why why would why do we want to um, implement stronger gun control? Well, as far as like you talking about with the uh, like the gun show loopholes, they all call it. If yeah. you go to a gun show and you are an actual business, you do have to do a background check. But I can walk into a gun show with a rifle slung over my shoulder. Transaction. I can put a flag in that gun saying for sale on it, and I can walk around that lot until someone goes, hey, I like that. How much are you charging for it? Cool. Here's the money. There's the gun. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You have no clue who the person is. You have no what clue if they have any it, bad intentions. Where it's going to go. You have no clue if they've been arrested for on federal charges, if they have uh, but, you know, a criminal history. You have no idea about mo- that person whatsoever. But more importantly... Um, the authorities and law enforcement have no idea who owns that well, gun or what yeah. that's going to be used for, when it is, how to track it. Well, who, that's the thing, though. Who had it? Who sold it? Like in this you know, state why right now, twenty dead children. They still have no idea. Yeah, because I mean, even most states yeah. don't track them. Well, when you buy a gun, the federal government has no idea who owns that gun, and I think that's problematic. Yeah, and that's one thing to have a database of how many guns you own. But that's where people come into and go, "Well, I don't want that because then the government knows how many guns I got and they can come in and take them." Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, but now it makes you a responsible gun owner. Yeah, and now if you sell that gun, I don't give a flying it has to be fuck documented. if you don't like the fact that they know you have guns. I fucking don't care. Yeah, why? why but well, I and I'm, I'm curious. I don't. I think I don't really understand what your question. Yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, I would. I would actually turn that around on you because mm-hmm. I would look at this more of like a court situation. Why? What? What's your case to make? as to why American citizens should have free reign on unregulated guns when that's clearly unconstitutional. Um, I think that it would, it would, I would actually not even bring it to that level. And that's the, that's the difference that I have. I don't well, think, I don't, what do you mean? Uh, I'll explain. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. The dance move again. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I, I had a fly in my face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I, I have serious issues when we start talking about what the government can do for its citizens in this way. This sounds remarkably Orwellian. Mm-hmm. We know what you have, and it doesn't matter if we're going to take it away or not. We have to know, though, at least. To me, that's, that's, that's remarkably anti-socialist, um, first of all, because it's basically giving those in power the knowledge over those who don't have any power what types of weapons that they have. I don't think that... That necessarily is their business. Now, we do have a responsibility to society. I understand this. We have a responsibility to society to make sure that everybody's safe. But why would we want to do this through federal government? When obviously we see places like Alaska and Iowa, um, the southern states, there are legitimate uses for guns. We all know this. Mm-hmm. We all agree with this, I'm sure. There are legitimate reasons to purchase guns. There are legitimate reasons to use firearms. There are legitimate reasons to use firearms against other people. Um, when we pass overreaching gun legislation, I'm not gonna, and I can explain overreaching if you guys want in a little bit, but when we start saying this is what the federal government should do, instead of saying this is what state legislatures should do, this is what, um, the cities and towns should be doing, as soon as we get to this, I think that that's an issue because it ignores so many subtleties and nuances of 
how guns are used in each culture around the United States. Yeah, and I, I guess I would agree with that to a point, but I think that disregards the fact that we don't just live in a city mm-hmm. or a town mm-hmm. or a state. I mean, yep. we're part of the United States of America. That's that's you know part of the part of the job of the federal government is is to provide protection for its citizens, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's one of the reasons why governments are created is to protect the citizenry, and you know, if 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 we all lived in our tiny walled off neighborhoods or states or whatever where you know i couldn't just drive across the state line and do whatever i wanted with my gun then sure we, we could leave it up to states and everything yeah. i think it's the same reason why we have you know federal things like federal civil rights acts and yeah. you know things things that are good for the country as a whole and and i mean and you can still do it in a in a way that isn't going to disenfranchise those who 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 may still need their weapons for for whatever reason for hunting or, or whatever. But you know there there are some things the federal government can do without bringing down a total ban on everything or or you know making it so Orwellian as as you as you stated that that it would disenfranchise those who still want or need their weapons for whatever reason. I think I think I think it's not a bad idea to have more control over it, knowing. Hey, if this gun turns up on a crime, we know the exact history of who this gun's gone through, and we can find this person illegally sold this gun to this person. And that makes that person there more liable in that case. And that would make that person, if they're going to sell that firearm, be looking more into the background of that person, because they know they're going to be tracked with that gun. Uh, I think it goes into, you used to be able to buy any kind of basically explosive material you wanted for farmers to blow up rocks or for you to go out and have a good old time out in the country. Get rid of beaver dance. Yeah, and then that turns into like, <laughs> hey, whoa, maybe our average citizen shouldn't be able to go down to the fucking local country store and just buy fucking sticks of dynamite and explosives and buy some info. Yeah. So it turned into a controlled item because it's like, whoa, we need to have more control over this. We need to see who's having it and so I'm allowed to have so much of it at a time because it is such a destructive and, you know, device. And I guess, and I guess I can see too that, you know, we could have uh, state regulations where, you know, the state would, would, I, I think maybe your issue was, was having the federal government in charge of, of this massive database of, of all the weapons and everything. A, a registry. Even, yeah. But even if it were tracked at the state level, but could be shared across state lines with, with other jurisdictions and, and with the feds, if they had to become involved, maybe, I mean, is that what your, what your question is more centered around or? I, I guess the question that I originally had was, like, why is the debate even happening? Um, I understand that there have been mass shootings. Mm-hmm. I understand this. And I understand that that's um, sort of why the debate is at the forefront. Like, everybody's talking about it on social media. It's all over every newspaper. So I understand why it's a big deal. But I don't understand how it started. I don't understand why it's happening right now. And I honestly, I I just find it uniquely, uniquely anti-liberal, anti-left, anti-libertarian. And when I talk about libertarianism, I'm I'm talking about like classical Classical libertarianism, Mm -hmm. not not Randianism. Um, I just I find that we. It seems to me that this is a slippery slope. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a I hot think, button issue right now. So I think, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, and I, I, I said, I said, like I'm undecided on this. Yeah. But these are the issues. These are the arguments that I'm hearing from both sides, and mm. I'm still trying to come to something about this. Yeah. I, w- I would, you know, and I would say to Dan's point about the fact that this is a, a a fairly large and substantial nation, you know, and not a town or a village is the same reason why nobody should be a libertarian at all. I mean, if we lived in a 20 person village, fine, but we don't. 
you know, um, and as far as the argument for needing weapons, I'm not even sure that I buy that either. Not, not in today's modern society. Maybe, maybe in Alaska in some certain cases there. In the deep south and stuff, I don't give a shit. <laughs> if you're going to fly a flag and have your second amendment was the first homeland security t-shirt on and all that <laughs> bullshit. No, fuck you. Give me your AK 47. You don't need that Jethro. Well, and I, and you know, I, I, I guess a, I disagree with it being a slippery slope issue as well. Why would you take that away from Jethro if he's not a violent criminal? Well, because, because they're, be, they're well, he's only, he's only not a violent criminal until he is a violent criminal, right? Well, I mean, that's presupposing that somebody who has a weapon is going to act poorly with that weapon. Yeah. And I'll, no, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an answer for that. First of all, an AK 47 is not necessary for anybody outside of mil- active military service, in my opinion. And second of all, there, there, there gets to be a point at which you start to weigh um, someone's right to just have a thing versus how many lives are lost at the cost of letting everyone have that fucking thing. And so at some point you say, okay, we've done a cost, cost benefit analysis and you know, we've lost how many lives over this bullshit idea that I have to own this thing because I'm a Republican or whatever it is. Um, and you say enough is enough. If you can't handle your toys, you don't get to play the game. Well, and beyond that, I mean, the, the, I get, you know, you, you said it's a slippery slope and I, and I understand. Because that's just kind of what I heard was well, now we're talking same, about banning things. Well, but at the same well time, I'm, I'm further left than probably anybody in here on that. I don't, I, I'm totally I, fine with getting yeah, rid of know. every single firearm in this country, even in, including police officers. Well, but, and at the same time, I mean, you already, all of us, everybody here, we all surrender certain freedoms to do different things, right? You can't, you can't take a gun on an airplane. You can't take a gun, you know, in, in a whole lot of places, right? And that's, that's to help try to mm. keep people safe. You know, we, we all realize it may not be a great idea to have everybody on a plane have, have a weapon. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take a break for a second. Kind of and then when we come back, we should get back to the debate. We just spent two hours on this very topic. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. think we should move on. If you want to discuss this, I'm, totally happy to with you greg we can we can have this discussion i i just don't think this is the forum for that yeah, right now yeah we, we've, we've covered this yeah we should get back to the bay we matt's, should get back to the debate matt's go to pp <laughs> that we lose 90 people a day from gun violence this has gone on too long and it's time the entire country stood up against the nra the majority of our country supports background checks, and even the majority of gun owners do. Senator Sanders did vote five times against the Brady Bill. Since it was passed, more than two million prohibited purchases have been prevented. The Brady Bill is no longer in existence. vote, oh, as yeah. he said, for this immunity provision. Uh, I voted against it. I was in the Senate arms. at the same time. It wasn't that complicated <laughs> to me. It was pretty straightforward to me that he was going to give immunity to the only industry in America. Everybody else has to be accountable, but not the gun manufacturers. And we need to stand up and say enough of that. We're not going to let it continue. We're going to bring you all in on this, but Senator Sanders, you have to be able to respond. As a senator from a rural state, what I can tell Secretary Clinton, that all the shouting in the world is not going to do what I would hope all of us want. And that is keep guns out of the hands of people who should not have those guns and end this horrible violence that we are seeing. I believe that there is a consensus in this country. A consensus has said we need to strengthen and expand instant background checks 
do away with this gun show loophole, that we have to address the issue of mental health, that we have to deal with the straw man purchasing issue, Senator. and that when we develop that consensus, Senator. we can finally, finally do something to address this crisis. Governor O'Malley, you passed gun legislation as governor of Maryland, but you had a Democratic-controlled legislature. President Obama couldn't convince Congress to pass gun legislation after the massacres in Aurora in Newtown and Charleston. How can you? And Anderson, I also had to overcome a lot of uh, opposition in the leadership of my own party to get this done. Look, it's fine to talk about all of these things, and I'm glad we're talking about these things, but I've actually done them. We passed comprehensive uh, gun safety legislation, not by looking at the pollings or looking at, the, at, at, uh, at what the polls said. We actually did it. And Anderson, here tonight in our audience are two people that make this issue very, very real. Sandy and Lonnie Phillips are here from Colorado, look down at his nose. <laughs> and their daughter, Jesse, was one of those who lost their lives in that awful mass shooting in Aurora. Now, to try to transform their grief, they went to court, where sometimes progress does happen when you file in court, but in this case, you want to talk about a, ga a rigged game, Senator? The game was rigged. A man had sold 4,000 rounds of military ammunition to this, this person that killed their daughter, riddled her body with five bullets, and he didn't even ask where it was going. And not only did their case get thrown out of court, they were slapped with $200,000 in court fees because of the way that the NRA gets its way in our Congress, and we take a back seat. It's time to stand up and pass comprehensive gun safety legislation. He's very fired up. Yeah, I'm liking him so far, and I, I am too. He's emotional. I think yeah. the governor gave a very good very example passionate. about the weaknesses in that law, and I think we have to take another look at it. But here is the point, Governor. We can raise our voices, but I come from a rural state, and the views on gun control in rural states are different than in urban states, whether we like it or not. Yeah, I don't our job is to bring people together around strong, common-sense gun legislation. I think there is a vast majority in this country who want to do the right thing, and I intend to lead the country in bringing Senator, our people together Senator, on that issue. Me. Senator, it was not about rural. Senator, it was not about rural and urban. Exactly about Have you rural. ever been to the Eastern Shore? Have you ever been to Western Maryland? We were able to pass this and still respect the hunting traditions of people who live in our rural areas. And we did it, Governor, Anderson, you, by leading with principle, not by pandering to the NRA. O'Malley's well, very presidential. This is going to be a good night for him. I, yeah, I think so. It's got to be a great break out big spike in numbers, States, I think. Yep. Congress. Yep. Well, maybe and when you want to check it out, if you think that we can simply go forward, and pass something tomorrow without bringing people together, you are Let, let me bring mistaken. in somebody who has a different <laughs> viewpoint. Uh, uh, Senator Webb, your rating from the NRA, you once had an A rating from the NRA. You said gun violence goes down when more people are allowed to carry guns. Would encouraging more people to be armed be part of your response to a mass shooting? Look, there, there are two fundamental issues that are involved in this discussion, and we need to pay respect to both of them. The first is the issue of who should be kept from having guns and using firearms. And we have done not a good job on that. A lot of them are criminals, and a lot of the people are getting Their killed under really gangs yeah. inside our urban areas. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of them are mentally incapacitated. In the shooting in, no, uh, in Virginia Tech uh, in, in uh, 07, this individual had 
have received uh, medical <laughs> care for mental illness from three different professionals who That's were not better. allowed to share the information. So a little we better. do need background yeah. checks. We need to keep the people who should not have guns away from them. But we have to respect the tradition in this country of people who we want don't. to <laughs> defend themselves and their family from violence. From so what? From other gun owners? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> this is so stupid. You know, there are people at high levels in this government who have bodyguards 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The average American does not have that and deserves the right to be able to protect their family. Senator Chafe, uh, Governor Chafee, you have an F rating from the NRA. What do you think about what Senator Webb just said? Yes, I have a good record of voting for gun, common sense gun safety legislation. I'm going to smile. The reality is, yeah. despite these tragedies that happen time and time again, when legislators step up to pass common sense gun safety legislation, the gun lobby moves in and tells the people they're coming to take away your yep. guns. Yep. And they're successful at it. In Colorado and other states, the, the legislators that vote for common sense gun safety measures then get defeated. I even saw in Rhode Island. So I would bring the gun lobby in and say, we've got to change this. Where can we find common ground? Wayne LaPierre from the NRA, whoever it is, the leaders, come on, we've got to change this. We're Thank not you. coming to take away your guns. We believe in the Second Amendment, but let's find common ground here. I want Anderson, to when the NRA wrote to everyone in our state, when the NRA wrote to the members in our state and told people with hunting traditions lies about what our comprehensive gun safety legislation is, I wrote right back to them and laid out what it actually did. And that's why not only did we pass it, but the NRA didn't Thank dare you. to petition it to referendum I want to because move, we wait, built wait, a public I want, to, I, I want to move on to another issue which is in the headlines right now. Why don't they just socialize the guns, Secretary Clinton, though. Russia, like, really. challenging like, the U.S. Why don't you the U.S. The intelligence, they've lied about who they're bombing. You spearheaded the reset with Russia. Did like, you underestimate the Russians and as president, that would what probably would be way more effective than privatizing right the gun in industry. Well, well first of all, we got a lot of business done with the uh, Russians when Medvedev was the president and not Putin. We got a nuclear arms deal. We got the Iranian sanctions. We got an ability to bring important material and equipment to our soldiers in Afghanistan. There's no doubt that when Putin came back in and said he was going to be president, uh, that did change the relationship. We have to sure stand did. up to his bullying, and specifically in Syria, it is important, and I applaud the administration because they are engaged in talks right now with the Russians to make it clear that they've got to be part of the solution to try to end that bloody conflict. Not and be part of the problem. provide safe, safe zones so that people are not going to have to be flooding out of Syria at the rate they are. And I think I don't it's think important, Vlad too, wants to join us. that the United States make it very clear so to Putin mm -mm. that it's not acceptable uh, for him to it's all be in Syria, shit. creating more chaos, <laughs> bear bombing people Jesus on behalf Christ. of Assad, what? and we it's, can't do that. It's all bare-chested, no shirt. <laughs> it's all bear shit. Bear. <laughs> that's where you were going, and I was like, that's, nice. that's a nice <laughs> reference, <laughs> reference for Russia. Bear shit. It's you're all bear shit. Quagmire that's the old USSR. Sorry. You're talking about groups of people trying to overthrow Assad, other groups of people fighting ISIS. You're talking about people who are fighting ISIS, using their guns to overthrow Assad, and vice versa. I'm the former chairman, Anderson, of the Senate Veterans Committee. And in that capacity, I learned a very powerful you, lesson. You were following the flight. It looked like Bernie was for a second. And I will do everything that I can 
to make sure that the United States does not get involved in another quagmire like we did in Iraq, Giggity. the worst foreign policy blunder <laughs> in the history of this country. We should be putting together a coalition of Arab countries who should be leading the effort. We should be supportive. But I do not support American ground troops in Syria. On yep. this issue of foreign policy, I want well, to go to Dan Nobody Dabash. does. I want nobody to go to, does, Senator well, Sanders. All the Republicans do. <laughs> right. Well, no, yeah, no, no Trump does, does for you sure. You the only yeah, not Republican in the Senate to vote against the Iraq war. You say Secretary Clinton should be disqualified from the presidency because she voted nervous. in favor people, of using force in Iraq. People aren't voted she for the presidency because of foreign policy. They're, they're yeah. voted for domestic reasons. Yeah. We just heard Senator foreign Sanders say always that it's the worst decision in American history. actually get some advisors in there and actually figure out some actual theory behind it because it's pretty pathetic. So as we look ahead, if you're going to make those poor judgment calls, a critical time in our history, we just finished with the Vietnam era, getting back into another quagmire, uh, if you're looking ahead <laughs> and you're looking at someone that made that poor right. decision in 2002 to go into Iraq when there was His no lips look a little real to evidence me. of weapons a little of what? mass destruction a blue. in Iraq. I know, because like, I did my homework. What did you call it, though? Cyanotics. So Cyanotics. Oh, is that an EMT thing? No, it's, in the future, it's and that's what's important. actual term Secretary for, like, Clinton when your skin, your lips, when your skin turns, well, like, I, blue. I You're not getting well enough oxygen. Yeah. debate stage, I think, about 25 times with uh, then-Senator Obama debating this very issue. After the election, he asked me to become Secretary of State. He valued my judgment, and I spent a lot of time with him. That was a really good answer. In the situation room. Oh, sure. That was a good comeback. It was a pander answer, though. Very difficult. It, it was good. You know, like, I mean, she debated I, I this issue tons. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. want American troops on the ground in Syria. I never said that. What I said was we Did had to put it? together a coalition. In fact, something that you I worked before on before I left the State Department to do. <laughs> and yes, goal. it should include Arabs, Where's my gun? people in the region. <laughs> because what I worry about is what will happen with ISIS gaining more territory, having more reach, and frankly posing a threat to our friends and neighbors in the region and far beyond. Got to kill them over there before uh, they come over here. Mm -hmm. Whether you're talking Mm -hmm. about the the tough decision that uh, President Obama had to make about Osama bin Laden, (laughs) where I was one of his few advisors, or putting together that coalition to impose sanctions on Iran, I think I have a lot of evidence Thank about you, what I would do. My thought is containment. Sanders, I want to bring you in here. My question for you is... Contain them to a certain area, cut them off, don't let supplies get in and out, and they'll fucking... Truman Doctrine. Yeah, Truman Doctrine stuff. But under what circumstances yeah, would older President him, Sanders actually use force? I mean, Let me just it works. respond to something yeah. the Secretary said. Uh, first of all, she is talking about, as I understand, that a no-fly zone in Syria, which I think is a very dangerous... Uh, situation could lead to real problems. Second of all, I heard the same evidence from President Bush and Dick Cheney and Don Ronsfeld about why we should overthrow Saddam Hussein and get involved in the war. I would urge people to go to BernieSanders.com. Throw in a plug. I say without any joy in my heart that much of what I thought would happen about the destabilization, in fact, did happen. So I think. I think the president is trying very hard to thread a tough needle here. 
And that is to support those people who are against Assad, against ISIS, without getting us on the ground there. Yeah. And that's the direction I believe we should have. But Senator Sanders, you didn't answer the question. Under what, under what circumstances would you actually use force? Well, obviously, I voted when President Clinton said, let's stop ethnic cleansing in Kosovo. I voted for that. I voted to make sure that Osama bin Laden was held accountable in Afghanistan when our country is threatened or when our allies are threatened. I believe yeah. that we need coalition. And yet we haven't invaded Saudi Arabia to address no. yeah, well, the major oil. crises yeah. in this country. I That's do not support get the, money out. the United States getting involved in unilateral action. Let's Let's work with and our and allies. I'm going to bring yeah. you all in on this. Governor, and, uh, Governor yeah. O'Malley. Is really not, that, not that I'm saying that. we really should invade Saudi Arabia. But they've done some shady shit. Syrian rebels and push for the bombing of Libya. Is she too quick to use military force? Anderson, no president, no commander-in-chief should take the military option off the table, even if most of us would agree that it should be the last option. What disturbed people so much about, and I would agree with Senator Sanders on this, leading us into Iraq under false pretenses and telling us as a people that there were weapons of mass destruction there I can see was, him uh, as president. was yeah. one of the worst blunders in modern American history. Uh, but the reason the why look. people remain yeah. angry about it, like I said, he, he looks very like presidential, and he's got the hair that can turn white. Uh -huh. Railroaded in a war, it's, it's halfway there. Yeah. And yeah, I remember being at his dinner shortly before that. Remember Obama when he took office? Talking at the, yeah. and saying, "Well, Bush. it took just now. a couple years to rebuild democracy." And or I even thought, Bush. "This world yeah. gone mad." Whenever we go in contrary to John Quincy Adams' advice, searching the world for monsters to destroy, and when we use political might to take a, at the expense of democratic principle, we hurt ourselves does she and you, we hurt our kids. Does she want to use military force too rapidly? I believe that as uh, president, I would uh, <laughs> not be so quick to pull for a military tool. I believe that a no-fly zone in Syria at this time, actually, secretary, would be a mistake. You have to enforce no-fly zones. And I believe, especially with the Russian Air Force in the air, it could lead to an escalation because of an accident that we would deeply regret. I support President Obama. I think we have to play a long game. And I think ultimately, you want to talk about blunders? I think Assad's invasion of Syria will be seen as a blunder. Governor Malley, just for the record, on the campaign trail, you've been saying that Secretary Clinton is always quick for the, mili for the military invention. Senator, uh, Secretary Clinton, you can respond. Well, first Anderson, of all... Can I, I get in just discussion? Well, yes, you're coming next, but she was directly quoted. Thank you. I've been standing over here for about 10 I'd like to uh, talk over there. Somebody include me. Well, I am in the middle here, and uh, <laughs> lots, lots of things coming oh, from all directions. That was not uh, a very you know, good I have, sound I, I have to say, I was very pleased no. when uh, that'll, Governor that'll come back to endorsed Biner. me for president in 2008, <laughs> and I enjoyed his strong support uh, in that campaign, and I consider him uh, obviously a friend. Let me say, because there's a lot of, of loose talk going on here. We are already flying in Syria, just as we are flying in Iraq. Right. The president has made a very tough decision. What I believe and why I have advocated that the no-fly zone, which of course would be in a coalition, of be course, put on the table of course is because I'm coalition. trying to figure out what leverage we have to get Russia to the table. You know, diplomacy is no, not about they're not coming it's not gonna happen. the perfect solution. <laughs> they're going to violate that no-fly zone and force you into a and corner. I think yeah. we have an opportunity her, her here. And I know that inside the administration, this is being hotly debated. Uh, who has actually studied foreign policy, to try to get it's the pretty confused Russians right now. To and it's 
kind of scary that she was in put in a position to, to, begin like to negotiate. Move a political <laughs> diplomatic solution you, Secretary in Syria. Senator, Senator, Senator I think Webb, she is you, you pretty said hawkish. As president, you would never have used military force this, in Libya, the, and that the, the attack weird, on the U.S. The weird thing is, like, was, she, in your words, inevitable. Should Secretary like, there's Clinton legitimate reasons to believe that military force is justified as a first option. Uh-huh. There's legitimate theory behind that. Um, there's like realism, offensive realism, hegemonic stability theory, which states that like a hegemon, um, will be, if you have a hegemon in the world or even the region, then that will lend stability and increase international security, um, between states, right? Between international, um, actors and agents. But it, that's, it all, it only concerns itself with the power of states and war. That's it. That's and and it works fairly well. Um, Mearsheimer, John Mearsheimer. Mm-hmm. If um, for anybody listening, he's a good guy to talk. Oh, you just assume we don't know who Mearsheimer is. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Kidding. I have no idea. Like he's a he's a he's an offensive realist who who sort of has this propensity. He's like you want to be that eight hundred pound gorilla because then you get to set the rules and you get to make these rules favorable to your you know the state yeah. in which you live. The problem there is now she starts going off about how, like, she's obviously in favor of strong military action. Um, not necessarily as the first option. That's the first problem. That's where it gets confused. The second thing is she's talking about coalitions. If you're going to be talking about military in the way that she talks about military, you're not going to be talking about coalitions or you're going to be lying. Because if we're going to be implementing these foreign policies... Yeah, because either you're going to do it and you're going to do it by yourself or you're not going to do it. Yeah, Exactly. And you're so not going to listen to like coalitions. Just like W's. Yeah, exactly. Um, the yeah, Bush, the Bush doctrine um, is what they would... Yeah. So I think that it's just a confused way to look at it if we wanted to look at it in a terms of like a liberal perspective in terms of in a, um, the international economy and um, NGOs and other agents like that sure but at that point we have to look at more of O'Malley's and Sanders positions and say well then you have to take war off the table for at least the first I don't know five or six op- like things that we would do so I think that in a nutshell <laughs> hers is a little confused and theirs is more consistent yeah I would agree Look, let, let's start. I'm trying to get in this conversation about 10 minutes. Let's start with why. <laughs> I have no idea about this guy. So. <laughs> uh, let's find there out. Are three strategic failings that have allowed this to occur. The first was the invasion of Iraq, which destabilized uh, ethnic uh, uh, elements in Iraq and empowered Iran. The second was the Arab Spring, which created huge vacuums in Libya and in Syria that allowed uh, terrorist movements to move in there. And the third was the recent uh, deal allowing Iran to move forward and eventually acquire a nuclear weapon, which sent bad signals, bad body language into the region about whether we are acquiescing in Iran becoming a, bad, bad uh, a stronger piece of the formula in that part of the world. Now, I say this as someone who's been five years in the Pentagon and who opposed the war in Iraq, whose son fought in Iraq, I fought in Vietnam, but if you want a place where we need to be in terms of our national strategy of focus the greatest strategic threat that we have right now is resolving our relationship with China. And we need to do this because of their aggression in the region. We need to do it because of Senator, the way they treat their own people. And I would say this. I've been waiting for 10 minutes. I would say that you're over your time. Shut up, Anderson. Let me talk. People go over their time. I would oh. say that you're <laughs> unelected authoritarian government of China. You do not own the South China Sea. 
You do not have the right to conduct cyber warfare against tens of millions of American citizens and in a web administration. Federal employees, we will do something sir. About that. We will Senator do Sanders, something about that. <laughs> Pardon me? Something uh, about like Chinese cyber terrorism. I don't know. We'll do well, something. I think um, Mr. Putin uh, is going to regret. What, he didn't uh, call him I, I think you mean Mr. Webb. I think uh, that. <laughs> His name is Mr. Webb. When he gets into that, start he doesn't addressing to everybody by Conrad. Well, <laughs> just, I really think he is already regretting what he did in Crimea Comrade Putin. and what he is doing in the Ukraine. I think he is really regretting the decline of his economy. And I think what he is trying to do now is save some face. But I think when Russians get killed in Syria and when he gets bogged down, I think the Russian people are going to give him a message that maybe they should come home. Maybe they should start working with the United States to rectify the situation there. Se- Secretary Clinton, on the campaign Does trail, he have like a uh, Stargate uh, has said that he would never <laughs> I don't know what he's got. Force in Libya. I think Bernie overestimates how much Putin gives a shit about what his people think. Yeah. Well, oh, let's yeah. remember what was going on. Um, we had a murderous Certainly. dictator, Gaddafi, uh, who had American blood on his hands, as I'm sure you remember, mm. threatening to massacre large numbers of the Libyan people. Did we people. work with Gaddafi? We had our uh, yeah, we absolutely did. Oh, Europe, yeah. We armed him. Lines, begging us to <laughs> help them try to prevent I think, I think we put him in power. In power. We did. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, just like any of the Middle words. East and North African and yeah. leaders. So we destabilized part of the region. Side, saying, <laughs> I would say the whole thing. We want you to help <laughs> us deal with Gaddafi. Outside response, of Saudi. Which I think was yeah, smart for power sure. at its agree. best. Is that the United States will not? It's all the hand holding, really. We will provide essential, unique capabilities that we have. But the Europeans and the shit. Arabs had to be first over the line. We did not put one single American yeah. soldier the on the ground. The U.S. said, we left you this mess. And you I'll deal with it. The yeah. American people. citizens did lose their lives in Benghazi. But, but let's uh, go oh. But I think it's important, since I understand uh, Drake. Senator Webb's very strong feelings <laughs> about this, to Benghazi. where we were then. I didn't think it would be coming and from Cooper. And to point out that I think President Obama made the right decision at the time. And the Libyan people had a free election the first time since 1951. And you know what? They voted for moderates. They voted with the hope of democracy. Because of the Arab Spring, because of a lot of other things, there was turmoil to be followed. But unless you believe the United States should not send diplomats to any place that is dangerous, which I do not, then when we send them forth, I want to send them to all the dangerous places. Potential for danger and risk. <laughs> young, young. Anderson, I think we are learning. Anderson, I think there's lessons to be learned from Benghazi, and those uh, lessons are. I think Webb's at the point like, why do I even come here tonight? As a nation, they won't let me talk. Human intelligence on the ground. So that we know who the emerging next generation leaders like, are. This guy O'Malley would make a great general authority. When when just look oh, yeah. <laughs> and I believe that's what right? Stevens was trying to do. But he did not have the tools. <laughs> we have failed as a country to invest in the human intelligence. Whenever he says country, we replace it with church. And then better decisions in Libya, better decisions in Syria today. And it's a huge national security failing. Senator Webb, I want you to be able to Thank you. Anderson, I'd like to not about Benghazi for say. For me, it is the inevitability of something like Man, Benghazi that, occurring. In that the guy's way competing that we with Danson for Libya. forehead and brow we strength. no trees at risk. <laughs> no Americans at risk. There was no threat of attack or imminent attack. There is plenty of time 
for a president to come to the Congress and request authority to use military force in that situation. I called for it on the Senate floor again and again. I called for it in Senate hearings. It is not a wise thing to do, and if people think it was a wise thing to do, try to get to the Tripoli airport today. You can't do it. Secretary oh, okay. Webb, yeah. you served in Why Vietnam. would I want You're to try to get to the Tripoli Airport? You served as Marine in <laughs> Vietnam. You're a decorated war hero. You eventually became Secretary of the Navy. During the Vietnam War, the man standing next to you, Senator Sanders, applied for status as a conscientious objector. Ooh, Given his history, awesome. can he serve as a credible commander-in-chief? You now, everybody makes their decisions, particularly when the time there is conscription. And as long as they go through the legal process that our country requires, I, I respect that. And it would be for the voters to decide, you know, whether Senator Sanders or anyone else should be president. I will say this. Good save. Coming from yeah. the position that I've come from, what I've come from, from a military family with my brother a Marine, my son was a Marine in Iraq, I served as a Marine, spending five years in the Pentagon, I am very comfortable that I am the most qualified person standing up here today. <laughs> today Dude, Hillary's on the stage, receipt. brother. Senator Sanders, <laughs> Are you serious? watching right now tonight in <laughs> Afghanistan why you can be commander-in-chief, given that you applied well, for conscience objector status. Let me applaud my good friend Jim Webb for his service to this country in yeah, so sure, many ways. Of course, my good friend. Uh, that should be another drinking Jim and role. A good friend. Yeah. <laughs> Under Jim's leadership, as he yeah, comrade. the most significant... <laughs> my comrade, Jim Webb. Yeah, that's that's the Jewish uh, comrade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we followed suit with a few years later, passing under my leadership of the most significant veterans' health care legislation uh, in the modern history of this country. I, When I was a young man, I'm not a young man today, <laughs> what? When I was a young man, I strongly <laughs> opposed the war in Vietnam. Not the brave men like Jim who fought in that war, but the policy which mm -hmm. got us involved in that war. Just, uh -huh. just the way that I feel about Iraq. Indeed. Indeed. I am not a pacifist, Anderson. I supported the war in Afghanistan. Uh, I supported President Clinton's effort to deal with ethnic cleansing in Kosovo. Mm -hmm. I support airstrikes in Syria and what the president <laughs> is trying to do. Yes, I happen to believe from the bottom of my heart. He's got some dandruff going on, though. That war should be the last resort that we have got to exercise. But yes, I am prepared to take this country into war if that is necessary. Very quickly, 30 seconds for each of you. Governor Chafee, who or what is the greatest national security threat to the United States? I want to go down the line. Okay, I just have to answer one thing that Senator Webb said about the Iran deal, because I'm a strong proponent of what President Obama said. It's not the question. Because of the Iran deal, that enabled Russia to come in. No, that's not true, Senator Webb. I respect your foreign policy uh, chops, but Russia what? is aligned with it's Iran chops. and with, the, with I thought there was a music Assad thing. and the Alawite I don't think Lincoln is Syria. doing himself so that, any favors. That Iran no. deal did not he, he's, okay. Russia. he's really fumbling through this. I can see O'Malley going up I, I and the other two. O'Malley yeah, definitely dropping out. Yeah. Signal. Yeah, they're what we sent Webb, to the region. When the Iran you may see a very deal, slight deal increase was, just because of no, notoriety, but that we are maybe among like true Iran's moderates or something in this very important yeah. balance of power among our greatest allies. Well, is going to really and spike. the Sunnis represented by the yeah. Saudi uh, regime at least five, in Iran. Percentage it, it, yeah, he's going to get a bump for sure. But that's, I mean, that's a pretty significant spike. Oh yeah, thirty seconds for each. You, Governor Chafee, what is the greatest national security threat to the United States? 
It's certainly the chaos in the Middle East. There's no doubt about certainly it. Certainly the chaos in the Middle East. How is that a security risk for the United States? I feel a little bad for JP because he hasn't said anything terribly objectionable. Clinton, the I mean, he's warned some things that are objectionable. His policy is horrendous. I mean, nuclear weapons, nuclear material that can fall into the wrong hands. I know the terrorists are constantly seeking it, and that's why we have to stay vigilant, but also united. Uh, around the world to prevent that. Senator Sanders, greatest national security. The scientific community is telling us if we do not address the global crisis of climate change, transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to sustainable energy, the planet that we're going to be leaving our kids and our grandchildren may well not be habitable. That is a major crisis. Senator Webb, our greatest long-term strategic challenge is our relations with China. Our greatest (laughs) day-to-day threat is cyber warfare against this country. Our greatest (laughs) military operational threat is resolving these situations in the Middle East. All right, we're going to take a short break. Do these candidates... I disagree with everything he just said. Jim Jim Webb... Jim Webb is what Republicans were when Kasich joined politics, when he joined the party. When Kasich and Webb are almost the same politically, as far as what they've said for the last couple debates and this debate, you know, but the Republicans have been taken over so much by the Tea Party. Yeah. And now Democrats have been pushed further left by Democratic socialists like Bernie Sanders, that there's this, this huge rift. Um but Kasich and Webb are very similar. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, and and this is why, remember that report that I was reading about, uh, what was it, 1964, it came out that there was no significant difference between the parties and no need to, no need to. Your, even, your ideology thing. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, I would agree. I, like I said, though, I, I don't think, I don't think Lincoln's doing anything to, to make no. his case. I think. No. I, I don't, I really don't think Webb is either. I mean, he's, so far my impression of him is that he's a little mm. out of touch. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's stuck. He's old 20, school. 30 years in the past. He's mm-hmm. not, he's not really looking to the future. He's not even, he's not even caught up to the modern age of, of really what's going on. I think he's, yeah. he's relying on his, on his credentials and, and military background, but yeah, he doesn't really seem to have much. Much of an idea of what's going on now or how to fix anything. GI Web, and, yeah. and he throws some some Trump China quotes in there. <laughs> China, 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 China. We go, it's got to be huge. It's going to be incredible. It's be really incredible. Terrific. You should see my businesses over there. <laughs> Did you see when he tweeted Trump when he tweeted this week or a couple days ago that he was at his own at Trump Tower? He's like, I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to be giving a speech at my Trump Tower in Las Vegas, the tallest, most beautiful, wonderful building in Las Vegas. And Seth Rogen tweeted at him. He's like, it's the fourth tallest building in Vegas, you lying shit pile. (laughs) (laughs) And that's so easy to verify. Come on. Well, I've taken responsibility for it. I did say it was a mistake. Uh, What I did was allowed by the State Department, but it wasn't the best choice. And I have oh, been emails. as transparent as I know to be, turning over 55,000 pages of emails. my emails, asking that they be made public. I don't care. And you're right. Yeah. I am going to be testifying. I've been asking to testify for some time uh, and to do it in public. Do any of you guys know where the, like, why to. people care about these but emails so much? Take a like, minute here because there's, because it's ammo against her for them and that's about it. Yeah, they don't really Emails and Benghazi is all I got. They don't have anything else. I guess that would have to be it because it's a way to slander. There's so much ammunition against As her policies that yeah. if they really wanted. Yeah, but not from the GOP side. McCarthy, 
uh, yeah. to drive down my poll numbers. So they have, to, they have to play and the game. that's mm-hmm. what they yeah. have attempted to do. It's garbage. I am still standing. It's like, how many of us use our private email at work? Debate. I mean, I, I, right. I use mine all the time because yeah. the government computer sucks the and my government emails the American shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I believe strongly that we need to be talking about what people talk to me about. Like, how are we going to make college affordable? How are we going to pay That's down students for that? How are we going to get health care for everybody? Yeah, see, this is, this is Clinton, with all due respect, it's a little hard. I mean, isn't it a little bit hard for you to call this just a partisan issue? There's an FBI investigation, and President Obama himself just two days ago said this is a legitimate issue. Well, I didn't. I never said it wasn't legitimate. I said that I have answered all the questions, and I will certainly be doing so again before this really committee. But legitimate. I think it would no. be... Really unfair she can't not say to that, look though. at the entire like, picture. Yeah. This committee it's has like spent four and a half million when got his dollars yeah, in yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, money. Is, is this really legitimate to like the presidency? If he says no, it sounds really bad. But no, it's like every president's so got his dick sucked by his helper. But compared to all of the stuff that both the Bushes did in presidency, yeah. I mean, come on, as as president, yeah, in their official capacity, and Cheney. But tonight, I want to talk not about about my emails, but about what the American people want from the next president Senator of the United Sanders. States. Yeah, I agree. I, I, really, I really hope he stands up for her emails right now. It may not be great politics, but I think the secretary is right. He is standing and up. And that is that the American people are sick and tired of hearing about your damn emails. Yes. <laughs> yes. I knew it. I knew it. The middle class Anderson... And let me say something about the media as well. I go around the country, talk to a whole lot of people. Middle class of this country is collapsing. We have 27 million people living in poverty. We have massive wealth and income inequality. Our trade policies have cost us millions of decent jobs. The American people want to know whether we're going to have a democracy or an oligarchy as a result of Citizens United. Enough of the emails. Let's talk (laughs) about the real issues facing America. Bernie. (laughs) 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 Enough of the damn email. Fucking Bernie Saunders. But that helps him out. Oh, he got a standing ovation. Oh, yeah. Including Jesse Jackson. Yeah, I saw him back there. I know that that plays well in this room, but I got to be honest, Governor Chafee, for the record, on the campaign trail, you you said a different thing. You said this is a huge issue. Standing here in front of Secretary Clinton, are you willing to say that to her face? Absolutely. Uh, We have to repair American credibility after we told the world that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, which he didn't. So there's an issue of American credibility out there. So anytime someone's running to be our leader and a world leader, which the American president is, credibility Uh, is an issue. He's done. there with the yeah, world. He's we done. have repair work to be done. I think we need someone that has the best in ethical standards as well, our next just president. Waiting. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Secretary Clinton, do you want to respond? No. Governor, <laughs> Governor, <laughs> Governor O'Malley. Oh, he's done. He's done. He is done. Yeah. Chafee's out. He's out. Again, it's popular in the room. He's out. People do want to know these answers. Biden will take Governor, his coven. 
Oh, he's out. Governor O'Malley, you expressed ca- uh, concern on the campaign trail that the Democratic Party is, and I quote, being defined here. by Hillary Clinton's email scandal. You heard her answer. Do you still feel that way tonight? I believe that now that we're finally having debates, Anderson, that we don't have <laughs> to be defined by nice. the email scandal and how long what the FBI is asking about. Instead, we can talk about affordable college, making college debt free and all the issues, which is why, and Again, I see the uh, chair of the DNC here. Bernie Look pushing how glad everybody we left. Are actually to be talking about the issues that matter most to people around their kitchen table. A good move, we need though. to get wages to go up, college more affordable. Thank you, Governor. We need to make America one. They, they pan over to Debbie Wasserman yeah. Schultz because he put the little dig in America about the debates. I want to yeah. start off with Don Lemon. Don? All right, Anderson, thank you very much. He played sure it well, though. He played it exactly how he should have come yeah, off of Lincoln's debacle. some of the candidates yeah. up out on the campaign trail. Can you hear me? Yeah, Chafee just fucked him. So. Yeah, he's, uh, he's done. Okay, here we go again. University As I said, not- my question for the candidates is, do black lives matter or do all lives matter? The question from our... <laughs> Why is that an uh, or? Why is it an or? Or do all lives matter? Yes. Let's put that You're question right. in center Sanders. Yeah, but that's... Yeah. Black lives matter. And the reason... The reason those words it's a smart answer. matter is the African-American community knows that on any given day, some innocent person like Sandra Bland can get into a car, and then three days later, she's going to end up dead in jail. Or their kids are going to get shot. Yep, that's exactly right. We need to combat institutional racism from top to bottom. And demilitarize the police. Major, major reforms in a broken criminal justice system. Top to bottom. In which we have more people in jail than China. And yeah. I intend Isn't to that tackle sad? that issue it's insane. to make sure that our people Jing, Jim, have Jim, education Jim. jobs. Yeah, and China has labor jobs. Oh, a beer or never. Governor, oh, Governor, O'Malley, <laughs> Governor O'Malley, the question from Arthur was, do black lives matter? Do all lives matter? Yeah, and Anderson, the point that the Black Lives Matter movement is making is a very, very legitimate and serious point. Be careful point. here, politician answer right here. That is we have undervalued the lives of black lives, people of color. When I ran for mayor careful, of Baltimore, I, and we had, we were bearing over 350 young men every single year, mostly young and poor and black. And I said to our legislature at the time when I appeared in front of them as a mayor, that hmm. if we were burying white, young, poor men in these numbers, we would be marching in the streets and there would be a different reaction. Ooh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And we have a lot of work to do to reform our criminal justice system and to address race relations in our country. Secretary that's Clinton. Answer. That's a great answer. A good answer. What I didn't know if he was going to get there. Well, I think that President Obama has been a great moral leader on these issues and has laid out an agenda that has been obstructed by the Republicans at every turn. So what we need to be doing is not only reforming criminal justice, uh, I have talked about that at some length, including things like body cameras, but we also need to be following the recommendations of the commission that President Obama impaneled on policing. There is an agenda there that we need to be following up on. Similarly, we need to tackle mass incarceration And this may be the only bipartisan issue in the Congress this year. We actually have people on both sides of the aisle who have reached the same conclusion that we cannot keep imprisoning more people than anybody else in the world. But I believe that the debate and discussion has to go further, Anderson, because 
We've got to do more about the lives of these children. That's why I started off by saying we need to be committed to making it possible for every child to live up to his or her God-given potential. Uh, that is really Senator, hard to do if you don't have early childhood education, Senator, if you don't have schools that are able to meet the needs of the people or good housing. There's a long Both times she we said God, I was in reference to God-given potential. Yep. She's the only one to do it so far. Yeah. I hope I get that kind of time here. Look, I... <laughs> As a president, I'm really happy States, about these chairs. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah they're awesome. matters. These chairs are really At the same time, lean back I, here I there. can say to you, I have had a long history of working with the situation of African Americans. We're talking about criminal justice reform. I risked my political life raising the issue of criminal justice reform when I ran for the Senate in Virginia in 06. How brave of you! Democratic yeah. Party political consultants telling me I was committing political suicide. We led well, that issue was, in the I mean, Congress. We started a national debate on it, and it wasn't until then that the Republican Party started joining in. I also <laughs> represented still a so-called war criminal, African-American Marine, who was, wounded, uh, who was uh, convicted of murder in Vietnam for six years. He took his life three years into this. I cleared his name after, after three years. Thanks, and sir. I put... The African American soldier on the mall. I made that recommendation and fought for it. So if you want someone who is can stand up in front of you right now Thank and you. say, "I have done the hard that's job," a, that's a I sad story, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad he was able I to do that. But still, Sanders, he's stuck. Let's talk about income he's stuck in Vietnam era politics. Yeah. Yeah. That the gap between rich and poor is wider than at any time since the 1920s. We've had a Democratic president for 70 years. What are you going to be able to do that President Obama didn't? Well, first of all, let's remember where we were. With Bush left office. Yes. We were losing 800,000 jobs Thank you. A month. Every month. And I know yeah. my Republican friends seem to have some amnesia on this issue. <laughs> <laughs> the world's financial crisis was on the verge, the world's financial markets system was on the verge of collapse. That's where yeah. we were. Yeah. Are we better off today than we were then? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But the truth is that for the last 40 years, the great middle class of this country has been disappearing. Mm -hmm. And in my view, what we need to do is create millions of jobs by rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure, I like raise that. the minimum wage to $15 an hour, have pay equity for women workers, yeah. yep. end our disastrous trade policies, which have cost us millions of jobs, and make every public college and university in this country tuition free. Yeah. Secretary, yeah. I also like what he says not? about taxing capital gains. I'll let you join in a moment. Yeah. Everybody will get in on this like, in a moment. But Secretary oh, Clinton, yeah. how would you address this issue? In all of candor, you and your husband are part of the 1%. How can you credibly represent <laughs> so are you. the class? Yeah. Well, you know, both Bill Fucking and I have asshole. been very blessed. Uh, neither of us came uh, from wealthy families. By Jesus. We were blessed by Jesus. It's still and so minimal compared to, to the sure fucking Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. It's only her. This country yeah. has the same opportunities that he and I have had to make the most of their God-given She's trying to get, she's trying to God-given potential. That's three. God-given, one blessed. America for a good education, good job She's trying to pull in some of the moderate Republicans. Five-point economic plan because this inequality challenge we face, we have faced it at other points. It's absolutely right. It hasn't been this bad since the 1920s. 
But if you look at the Republicans versus the Democrats when it comes to economic policy, yep. there is no comparison. Nope. Thank you. The economy does better when you have a Democrat yes. in the White House, and that's why we need to have a Democrat. As long as they, follow, as long as they follow fiscal conservatism. Anderson, I want to associate myself with uh, many of the items that the senator... From Which Obama and Clinton did. And I actually did them in our state. We raised the minimum wage, passed the living wage, invested more in infrastructure, went four years in a row without a pennies increase for college tuition. But there's another piece that Senator Sanders left out tonight, but he's been excellent about underscoring that. And that is that we need to separate the casino, speculative, mega bank gambling that we have to insure with our money from the commercial banking, namely reinstating Glass-Steagall. Secretary Clinton mentioned my support eight years ago. And Secretary, I was proud to support you eight years ago, but something happened in between. And that is, Anderson, a Wall Street crash that wiped out millions of jobs and millions of savings for families. And we are still just as vulnerable. Paul Volcker says today, we need to reinstate Glass-Steagall, and that's a huge difference on this stage among us as candidates. I I do just for viewers at home who may not be reading up on this, Glass-Steagall's Depression-era banking laws repealed in 1999 and prevented commercial banks from engaging investment banking and insurance activities. Secretary Clinton, I mean, he raises a fundamental difference on this stage. Senator Sanders wants to break up the big Wall Street banks. You don't. You say charge the banks more, continue to monitor them. Why is your plan better? Well, my plan is more comprehensive, and frankly, it's tougher because, of course, we have to deal with the problem that the banks are still too big to fail. We can never let the American taxpayer and middle-class families ever have to bail out the kind of speculative behavior that we saw. But Uh we also have to worry about some of the other players. AIG, a big insurance company, Lehman Brothers, an investment bank. There's this whole area called shadow banking. That's where the experts tell me the next potential problem could come from. It so sounds I'm shady with already. Yeah. Both <laughs> Senator Sanders and Governor O'Malley Actually, in putting a lot of attention on the banks Sanders and the plan that I have put forward would actually yeah, I don't empower regulators to break up big banks if we thought they posed a risk. But I want to make sure we're going to cover everybody, not what caused the problem last time, but what could cause it next Senator time. Senator Sanders, Secretary Clinton just years. said that her policy is tougher than yours. Well, She's that, wrong. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Let us be clear that the greed and recklessness and illegal behavior of Wall Street, where fraud is a business model, help yeah. to destroy this economy and the lives of millions of people. Yeah. Check the record. Yep. In the 1990s, and all due respect, in the 1990s, when I had the Republican leadership and Wall Street spending billions of dollars in lobbying, when the Clinton administration, when Alan Greenspan said, what a great idea it would be to allow these huge banks to merge, Bernie Sanders fought them and helped Don't lead the refer to yourself in the third to person. Today, it is my Bob view. Dole. <laughs> the three largest banks in America are much bigger than they were when we bailed them out yes. for being too big to fail. We have got to break yep. them up. Yep. Secretary Clinton, you yes. have to be able to respond yeah. if he brought you up. You know, I, I respect the passion and intensity. I represented Wall Street as a senator from New York, and I went to Wall Street in December of 2007 I before Wall the Street. big crash that we had. <laughs> yeah, I and I basically said, cut it out. 
Quit for it out, you guys. Stop it. This is the first time I've seen Bernie shake his head. So I have thought deeply and long about what we're going to do to do exactly what I think you guys and the governor want. Come on, your hands. Come on, Shelly. Come on. How can we get these votes without actually breaking up the Nobody went to jail after $100 billion in fines were paid and would give regulators the authority to go after the big banks. But I'm telling you, I'll say it tonight. If only you look at the big banks, you may be missing the forest for the trees. Don't look at the big banks. Don't look at them. Don't do it. Ignore. I will take a second. Shut up, Jim. Damn it, Jim. Shut up. I love you, Jim. Shut up. Wall Street regulates Congress. There we go. Going to them and saying, please do the right thing. Come on. Come on. I think Don Frank was a But I told them to cut it out. I think that we have to implement it. We have to prevent the Republicans from ripping it apart. We have to save the Consumer Financial Protection Board, which is finally beginning to act to protect consumers. We have work to do. You get no argument from me. But I know if we don't come in with a very tough and comprehensive approach like the plan I'm recommending, we're going to be behind instead of ahead Governor of what Malley, the next crisis could be. Anderson, look, this is uh, the big banks. I mean, once we repealed Glass-Steagall, Back in the late 1999s, the big banks, the six of them, went from controlling... In the late 1999s, November, December, ish, you know, whenever that happened. Right before this debate, Secretary Clinton's campaign put out a lot of reversals on positions on Keystone and many other things. Mm. But one of them that we still have a great difference on, Madam Secretary, is that you are not for Glass-Steagall. You are not for putting a firewall between this speculative, risky, shadow banking behavior. I am... And the people of our country need a president who's on their side, willing to protect the Main Street economy from recklessness on Wall Street. We have to Secretary fulfill Clinton, our promise. I have to let you respond. Well, Damn. Oh, no. You know, Can he go above 6%? everybody on this stage has changed a position or two. We've been I think around. It might jump up a couple percentage points and then it will time. slowly rise um, if he keeps getting know, his name out there. We yeah. know that the thing is, donors will you get any learning, extra donors. You're going to change your position. That's what really counts. I never yeah. took a position. And on he'll need Keystone a surge like Bernie had too. Like just massive. But mm-hmm. I have been on the but, forefront yeah. of dealing with climate change, starting in 2009 when President Obama That's and I crashed a meeting with the Chinese and got them to sign up to the first Keystone until I took a position on climate change. But climate change. I'm not Fuck taking yeah, a I'm your lady. to anybody on my Thank values, my principles, and the results that I get. Senator Sanders. Which that was not a good answer. Uh, somewhat yeah, she's, she's on the ropes a little Congressional leaders yeah. were told without the 2008 bailout, the U.S. was possibly days away from a complete meltdown. Despite that, you still voted against it. As president, would you stand by your principles if it risked the country's financial stability? Don't pick well, your I face remember that meeting very well. I remember it like I it think was yesterday. Hank Paulson, he Ben came in and they said, guys, the economy is going to collapse because Wall Street is going under. It's going to take the economy with them. And you know what I said to Hank Paulson? <laughs> I said, Hank, you dumb motherfucker. It's like Lewis Black. from <laughs> Goldman Sachs. Your millionaire and billionaire friends caused this problem. How about your millionaire and billionaire fans paying for the bailout? Not working families in this country. So to answer your question, no, I would not have let the economy collapse. But it was wrong to ask the middle class 
to bail out Wall Street. And by the way, and the low class. I want Wall Street yeah. now to help kids in this country go to college, public colleges and universities free. Yes, with a Wall Street that's how he's paying for it. Yes, about that in a minute. But I Senator like Rapp, I want to get you. And you have said neither yeah, party they has the guts to take on yeah. Wall Street to pay yeah. for public education. There is a reality. Mm-hmm. That I think we all need to recognize with respect to the power of the financial sector. And that is camouflage in public. (laughs) On this TARP program, um, I introduced a piece of legislation (laughs) calling for a windfall profits tax on the executives of any of these companies that got more than $5 billion, that it was time for them once they got their, their compensation and their bonus to split the rest of the money they made with the, the nurses and the truck drivers and the soldiers uh, who bailed them out. Um, with respect to the financial sector, I mean, I know that my time's run out, but I mean, I, <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Fuck you. Positions on, yeah, he positions really isn't getting much time. Occur, it's kind of frustrating because unless somebody mentions my name, I can't. Get into the discussion. You line, 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 line from Wayne. Time. So well, if you would finish your right, answer. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> oh, to Anderson set a mark here, so maybe we Webb. can get into a little more later on. This hasn't been equal, equal time. Um, but Webb if you is want hurting to look at what's at happened, mm-hmm. if we look at the facts in terms of how we're going to deal with this, since that crash in the last right, 10 though, years, the amount yeah. of the world's capital economy that Wall Street manages has gone from 44% to 55%. That means the Wall Street money managers are not risking themselves as the same way the American people are when they're going to get their compensation. They're managing money from all over the well, world. Of course they're not. We have to take they're not that gamble with their own fund money. Looking at mm-hmm. uh, ways to regulate it. Governor Chafee, you've attacked Secretary Clinton for being too close to Wall Street banks. Smile. In 1999, you <laughs> voted for the very bill that made banks bigger. Uh, the glass seagull was my very first vote. I just arrived. My dad had died in office. I was oh, I, I didn't know what's going on. I was new. I just arrived the Senate. Uh, I was new. Uh, my dad died. You got to cut me some slack here. That doesn't sound good, though. Yeah, I voted on it, but I'm not Dude, you got to rewind that. Okay. He's the one that brought up Glass Steagall, right? But he's Governor giving him an evil eye. Clinton for being too close to Wall Street. Watch O'Malley. He's like fucking bill That made banks bigger. Uh, the glass seagull was my very uh, first vote. I just arrived. Uh, my dad had died in office. I was appointed to the office. It was my very are saying, first vote. Are you saying you didn't know what you were voting for? I just arrived the Senate. Uh, I think we'd get some takeovers. And that oh, was Jesus. one of my very first votes. <laughs> <90, laughs> oh, yeah. Bernie's just hanging his head like, oh, Lincoln. With, with all due respect, let me though, just sir, say, what does that say about you that you're casting a vote for something you weren't really sure about? I think you're being a little rough. I just arrived at the United and States Senate. And my dad Senate, had died. And and, uh, my dad had died. Had been appointed he's out. He's burying himself right now. It was 90. It's so bad. Chafee and Webb are gone. I want to hand him a shovel. Income inequality. Or pull it out of his fucking hands. I'm not sure which. Tens of minutes. Yeah, they're going to. No they're, they're done. Going to fix it. O'Malley will and go it up. all started with the Bush tax cuts. Hillary might drop a hair. So let's go back to the tax cuts. Sanders is doing fine so far. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. He's hitting all the points that he wanted to hit. Yeah, I, think, I think Sanders and O'Malley look the most comfortable. Yeah. 164,000. I think Hillary is struggling because there's so much backstory with her. She's been in politics so long. The revenue. And she's kind of like a lot more baggage. One of the best Republicans that's been in politics for the last 20 years. They're pushing her to the left and they're like, you weren't in. 
the left, and she's like, but I really want to be president, okay? Let me drag all my baggage along. Yeah, I think she'll lose a tick. I think Bernie Sanders probably stays about the same. O'Malley's going to see the biggest rise because he has the first to He and Sanders look the most comfortable. Secretary Clinton has criticized that. Wasn't it two-year college or was it four-year? I thought it was just two-year college. A college free for Donald Trump's yeah. kids. Four years? Yeah. Do you think taxpayers should, should easy pick up fund. the tab for wealthy just children? Just cut military well, by 15 percent. Donald Trump and his billionaire right, friends yeah. on the buy policies are going to pay a hell of a lot more in taxes today. Which is causing it to skyrocket. Taxes in the future. Just make it a completely subsidized thing. Tax the churches. That would be nice. It would be easy to pay for all this stuff. No problem. This is the 2015. A college degree today, Dana, is the equivalent of what a high school degree was 50 years ago. And what we said 50 years ago and 100 years ago is that every kid in this country should be able to get a high school education regardless of the income of their family. I think we have to say that is true for everybody going to college. Mm -hmm. I think we don't need a complicated system. No. Which the secretary is talking about. Your income goes up, your income is down. If you're poor, you have to work, and so forth and so on. You put your I income in, you put your income in. Through a tax nice. on Wall Street speculation, which will not only make public colleges and universities yeah, why not? tuition free, it will substantially lower interest rates on college debt, a major crisis in this country. And, and Secretary, Secretary Clinton, it's not just college tuition. Uh, Senator Sanders is talking about expanding Social Security and giving all Americans Medicare. What's wrong with that? Well, let me address uh, college affordability I because I have a, a, a plan that I think will really um, zero in on what the problems are. First, all the 40 million Americans who currently have student debt will be able to refinance their debt to a low interest rate. That will save thousands of dollars for people who are now struggling under this cumbersome, burdensome uh, college debt. As a young student in Nevada said to me, the hardest thing about going to college should not be paying for it. So then we have to make it more affordable. How do we make it more affordable? My plan would enable anyone to go to a public college or university tuition-free. You would not have to borrow money for tuition. But I do believe, and maybe it's because I worked when I went through college, I worked when I went through law school, I think it's important for everybody to have some part of getting this accomplished. That's why I call it a compact. So yes, I would like students to work 10 hours a week in order to make it possible for them to afford their education. And I want colleges to get their costs down. They're outrageously high in what they're charging. Even if you raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, that's $150 a week. That's fucking pointless. To make Medicare available to all Americans. That's lunch money. Is that something that you would support? And if not, why not? Well, I, I fully support Social Security, and the most important fight we're going to have is defending it against continuing Republican efforts. She's I bad. want to enhance she's the benefits doing so well. for the no, poorest she started recipients out okay, of Social but she's Security. Looking less and less comfortable. We have a lot oh, yeah. of women she's... on Social Security, particularly widowed and single women who didn't make a lot of money during their careers. To and be they fair, are like after Sanders has this, ex- like this viable plan that costs system. nothing for and average Americans and give them what the education they need. Her convoluted political, you know, put together. It didn't hold up. Meandering. Solving into the future. Um, and we, that's, that's, we also I think need what, to talk about that's what Bernie's appeal is. Yeah. Yeah. It's clear yeah. and it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone can get it. And it works. Yeah. 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 Y
We're talking about cutting Social Security and benefits for disabled veterans through the so-called Chain CPI. I founded a caucus called the Defending Social Security Caucus. My view is that when you have millions of seniors in this country trying to get by, and I don't know how they do, on $11,000, $12,000, $13,000 a year, you don't cut Social Security, you expand it. And the way you expand it is by lifting the cap on taxable incomes. Yes, so that that's you do a regressive away with the tax. If you have a, a cap on there, it's basically a regressive tax. It is absolutely somebody yeah. making one hundred eighteen thousand. So right. You do that. Social Security is solvent until twenty sixty one, and you can expand. And Senator, Senator, Senator Sanders, I, I just I want to bring it over to Juan Carlos Lopez from uh, from CNN. And it is regressive because regardless of how much you make, you only have to pay this undocumented immigrants of any state in the country as of last year. Juan Carlos. Gracias, Anderson. Gracias, Anderson. In 2013, you voted for immigration reform. But in 2007, when Democrats controlled Congress and the Bush White House was on board, you He's voted shaking. against it. Why should Latino voters trust you now when you left them at the altar at the moment when reform was very close? I didn't leave anybody at the altar. I voted against that piece of legislation because it had guest worker provisions because. in it, which the Southern Poverty <laughs> Law Center talked about being semi-slavery. Guest workers are coming in, they're working under terrible conditions, but if they stand up for their rights, they're thrown out of the country. I was not the only progressive to vote against that legislation for that reason. Tom Hawken, a very good friend of Hillary Clinton's and mine, one of the leading labor advocates also voted against that. Tom Harkin isn't running for president. I know that. <laughs> but the point being <laughs> so is that what, progressives dude? did vote against that for that reason. My view right now, and always has been, is that when you have 11 million undocumented people in this country, we need comprehensive immigration reform. We need a path toward citizenship. We need to take people out of the shadows. And Juan Carlos, yes, Secretary Clinton. I think Clinton, that was fine. Secretary Clinton. He started off slow. Governor but, O'Malley. Yeah wants to open up Obamacare to millions of undocumented immigrants and their children, including almost 90,000 people right here in Nevada. Do you? Well, first of all, I want to make sure every child gets health care. That's why I uh, helped to create the Children's Health Insurance Program, you and know, I want to support that states question, that are expanding health care, like including um, step back and ask an even bigger uh, question. I'd like to judge and, 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 like and judge. What does America think about health care? for and, like, <laughs> uh, immigrants to be able to buy in to the exchanges and under the all Affordable of the Care Act. Like I think to Iraqs. go beyond that, as I understand <laughs> what Governor O'Malley has recommended, so that they would get the same subsidies, I think that is that raises so many issues it would be very difficult to administer. It needs to be part of comprehensive immigration reform when we finally do get to it. Governor O'Malley. That was, yeah, that was I think a word salad. Some of the old thinking on immigration reform, and yeah, that's why it's starting it's to do that now. Uh, we need to understand that our country is made stronger in every generation by the arrival of new American immigrants. That is why I have put out a policy... That is why I would go further <laughs> yeah. than President Obama has on smart. DACA and DAPA. I mean, we are a nation of immigrants. We are made stronger by immigrants. Do you think for a second that simply because somebody's standing in a broken queue on naturalization, they're not going to go to the hospital? And that care isn't going to fall onto our insurance rates. I am for a generous, compassionate America that says we're all in this together. We need comprehensive Senator immigration Webb. reform. I think he's doing better than Hillary. Wages go up oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He looks $50 for every Senator year. Much Webb, more comfortable. He's actually the answering the question. Much more Obama. competent. Yeah. 
I wouldn't have a and he's much more direct. Me, he's, he's answering the fucking start. question. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he's doing great. My wife is an immigrant. She was a refugee. Her family escaped from, from Vietnam. Nice. Jinx, you owe me a Coke, Jim. Thousands of people out there, and thousands of them were dying. She went to two refugee camps. She never spoke English in her home, and she ended up, as I said, graduating. We know this already. Yeah, so yeah. we're recycling his answers dream. now. That's the value that we have with he's, a good immigration system in place. No country has a country men. without <laughs> defining its borders. We need to resolve you this issue. I actually truth. introduced an amendment in the 07 Thank immigration you, bill uh, giving a pathway to citizenship to those people who had come here and put down their roots and met a, a, a series of uh, standards. You, we lost. Thank you, Senator. <laughs> we've, 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 heard, we've heard this answer a couple Secretary, times already we tonight. Thank you. comprehensive Thank you. reform, <laughs> and we need to be able to define our borders. Secretary Clinton. I, I, I mm. want to follow up because I think underneath Juan Carlos's important questions, there is such a difference between everything you're hearing here on this stage and what we hear from the Republicans here, here. who have yes, demonized yes, of hardworking I mean, that's immigrants a, that's a cheap, that's a cheap applause, but... Yeah. You know, like, I it's true, but she keeps bringing them up. May, yeah, early they're good May, points. Met with a group of dreamers. Topical, I wish everybody in America points. could meet yeah. with Right, but see, like O'Malley and Sanders don't have to, to go to that. Yeah. No, because she's, she's treading water right now. She they knows have clear, it. concise and positions that are popular. They're in the American mainstream. They're not trying to play both sides of the aisle. No, she She's going after the flip-floppers. How do I want to go this way? Do I want to go this way? To undocumented immigrants. Where do you stand on that? My plan would support any state that takes that position and would work with those states and encourage more states to do the same so, thing. You know, on the record, you believe that uh, undocumented you know, immigrates should states. get in-state college tuition. If their states agree, then we want more states to do the same. States right. Wow. What a, what a, what a liberal position. How progressive is Secretary Clinton? And a lot of the uh, a lot of the xenophobes, the immigrant haters, like some that we've heard, like Donald Trump, that carnival barker in the Republican Party, nice. <laughs> nice. tried nice. to mischaracterize it as as wow. free uh, tuition for illegal immigrants. But we took our case yeah, to the he people is not, when it was petitioned to referendum, no. and we won he's with fifty eight percent of the vote. He has nothing. He has like nothing to lose. Is this true? Well, that, yeah. There's, there's true. that. Yeah, there's so that. He literally has nothing to lose. But will become. But the fact that he recognized his position and made the most of it right out of the gate. Oh yeah. You know, understanding that this was his time to really step up into the spotlight and make the most. I mean, he's done a great job. Bipartisan legislation. Why wonders if Biden will actually even jump in? I mean, with O'Malley there. Who is basically well, articulating these positions? Yeah. And it would and when I was probably chairman, going to be taking who Biden's what we did supporters pass would be right over to him. Like, piece of legislation. Yeah, yeah. I can see him being a very popular. I think, I think Biden may have been watching many, this, going, many "Oh, sure." If I can see some room here VA, that I'll step in, so that I, I think I think he would be hard pressed to say yeah, to make a case that he should get in. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, hey, it's a young me. Yeah. yeah, I think O'Malley's just. Yeah. Like, and the other part of that yeah. legislation said that if a veteran is living more than yeah. forty miles away from a VA facility, that veteran could get health care from a community health center or the private sector. As a result of that legislation, we went further in than any time in recent history in improving health care to the men and women of this country who put their lives on the line to defend us. Governor Chafee, you and Hillary Clinton both voted for the Patriot Act, which created the NSA surveillance uh, program. Jesus. You've emphasized oh, civil awful. liberties. Smile, smile. He's so uncomfortable. He's so dumb. I just want to go home. No, that was another uh, right when my dad died. one vote. Uh, for the Patriot Act, and it was seen as, at the time, 
modernizing our ability to do what we've always done to tap phones, which always required oh, a warrant. No. And do you, I do you voted that for vote? that. Modern, now, modernize no, it so no. we don't as need a warrant. Yeah. warrant. <laughs> I believe that under the Look Fourth at O'Malley. Amendment, He's like, what the uh, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but you need a warrant. That's what the Fourth Amendment says. And in the Patriot Act, Section 215 started to get uh, broadened too far. So I would be in favor of uh, addressing and re- reforming Sec- Section of re- 215. Uh, Secretary Clinton, do you regret your vote uh, on the Patriot Act? No, I don't. Uh, I think uh, I was new. That, My dad uh, died. Just got back from Aruba. Give me a break, guys. Put in place the security <laughs> that, that we so needed. New. And it is true that it did require that there be a process. What happened, however, is that the Bush administration began to chip away at that process, and I began to speak out about their use of warrantless uh, uh, surveillance and the other behavior that they engage in. We always have to keep the balance of civil liberties, She's privacy, so and security. It's not easy in a democracy, I but we have it, to keep it I in mind. Like Senator, it. Senator Sanders, you're the only one on this stage who voted against the and the reauthorization well, votes. The Let me ask you, if elected, would Wait, you shut you down the NSA surveillance program? So, I'm sorry? Would you shut down the NSA surveillance Absolutely, program? Absolutely, of course. Absolutely, you would. of course. <laughs> yeah, no well, course. I would shut down. Make, I'd shut down what exists right now is that virtually every telephone call in this country ends up in a file at the NSA. That is unacceptable to me. But it's not just government of surveillance. Of I would. I think the government oh, is yeah, involved in our emails. <laughs> Is involved in our websites. Corporate mm-hmm. America is that's doing what, it as well. That's what they like. If we are a free country, we have the right to be free. Yes, we have to defend ourselves against terrorism, but there are ways to do that without impinging on our constitutional rights and our privacy Anderson, rights. Anderson, the NSA. Say, is Governor, Ch- Governor Chafee, Edward Snowden, is he a traitor or a hero? No, I would bring him home. The courts have ruled Snowden's, that what he did like was, like, what he did was say the American, home, no jail the American government was acting illegally. That's what the federal courts have Yeah, when the have people said. that publish his writings Snowden get a Pulitzer for it. Showed yeah. that the American government was and acting gets, illegally per the Fourth Secretary Amendment. Clinton so I would bring him home. He, yeah. he gets, he broke Banished, the laws of the United yeah. States. <laughs> he could have been a whistleblower. He could have gotten all of the protections of being a whistleblower. He could have raised all the issues that he has raised. And I think there would have been a positive response uh, to that. Should he do in jail addition, time? In addition, he stole very important information that has unfortunately uh, fallen into a lot of the wrong hands. Governor so O'Malley? He didn't fall into the wrong hands. Facing the music. Governor O'Malley, Snowden. So she said jail, basically jail time. Lives at risk. No jail time for Snowden Wall Street bankers. Jail time for Snowden. Whistleblowers do yeah. not run to yeah. Russia and try to get protection from Putin. If he well, he wasn't trying to go to Russia. He's trying to go somewhere else. Well, but we got wait, stuck wait, in Russia. I'm going to back this up to hear O'Malley's answer. I disagree with what he said. I want to hear The first time I disagree with O'Malley. Go ahead. I didn't really hear it. Brought home without facing the music. Governor O'Malley, Snowden. Anderson, Snowden put a lot of Americans' lives at risk. Snowden broke the law. Whistleblowers do not run to Russia and try to get protection from Putin. If he really believes that, he should be back here. Senator Sanders? That's the thing, though. I think his end goal wasn't Russia. No, I... ...important role in educating the American people uh, to the degree in which our civil liberties and our constitutional rights are being undermined. Is he a hero? He did... He did break the law, and I think there should be a penalty to that. But I think what he did in educating us should be taken into consideration before he is Senator Webb? That, no, that, pragma- that was a pragmatic That's answer. what O'Malley should have said. Yeah. I would leave his ultimate 
uh, judgment to the legal system. Here's what I do believe. <laughs> I was waiting for him to sing we Jesus. We have a serious problem of the collection of personal information. I have no position. I'll and leave that to Jesus. one of the things that Jesus. I did during the FISA bill in 2007, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, <laughs> He's like, was introduced with I... Russ Feingold two amendments basically saying... We understand that 2007, I think that's the most recent yeah. reference he's age. made. Yeah. But after a certain period of time, you need to destroy uh, Wisconsin, information right? that no you have if people Russ have Feingold, been, Wisconsin, was uh, brought, yeah, If criminal justice proceedings oh, have not been yeah. brought against them. Was We've he? got a yeah. vast data bank of information that is ripe for people with bad intentions to be able to use. Uh, and sure. needs to be destroyed. Another question for each of you, starting with, uh, with Governor Chafee. Sure. Name the one thing, the one way that your administration would not be a third term of President Obama. Certainly ending the wars. Uh, We've got to stop these wars. Smile we a a, lot. You have to have a new I mean, dynamic, a new paradigm. Uh, we couldn't figure it out on your own. Just spent half a billion dollars like. <laughs> arming and training soldiers, the, the rebel soldiers in Syria. They quickly joined the other side. President Obama's we generals right now the, are suggesting keeping troops in Afghanistan a, after the time he wanted them pulled out. Would you yeah, keep like them there? I'd like to finish my question, my, my answer. Uh, <laughs> and also, we just bombed a hospital. We've uh, had drone strikes that uh, hit civilian weddings. So I would change how we our approach to the Middle East. We need a new paradigm in the Middle East. Governor O'Malley, how would you be Not different? Not an answer at all. No class. I would follow through Not on the promise one. that the American people thought we made as Democratic Party to protect the Main Street economy from recklessness on Wall Street. I would push to separate out these too big to jail, too big to fail banks and, and, in, and put in place Glass-Steagall, a modern Glass-Steagall, that creates a firewall so that this wreckage of our economy can never happen again. Secretary Clinton, how would you not be a third term of President Obama? That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I, I Wait, think I'm not black. The first what woman the president fuck? Would be quite a change. <laughs> I am a woman. Oh, that's what she just said. Up until oh, I got to back that up. Hang on. This wreckage of our economy. Did she just reduce it down to identity again. politics? Secretary really? Clinton, how yeah, would you she not did. be a third term of President Obama? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I, I think being the first woman president yeah. would be oh quite a change God. from the presidents we've had up until this point, including uh, President Obama. Is there a policy difference? <laughs> well, there's no. a lot that I uh, would like no, to do no to build difference. on the successes of President Obama, but also, as I'm laying out, to go beyond. And that's in my economic plans, how I would deal with the prescription drug companies, Give how us I would specifics. deal with what college, the fuck are you talking about? A full she range like of issues policy, that I've been talking about. A whole range of issues. To go further. Senator what Sanders? the fuck are you talking I have about? I respect for President Obama. I have worked with him time and time again on many, many issues. But here's where I do disagree. I believe that the power of corporate America, the power of Wall Street, the power of the drug companies, the power of the corporate media is so great that the only way we really transform America and do the things that the middle class and working class desperately need is through a political revolution when millions of people begin to come together and stand up and say our government is going to work for all of us, not just a handful of billionaires. It's Senator not Rep, for sale. Not be a third term for Obama. I love it. Yeah. And he has to wait for the I applause. Deal of admiration and affection for Senator Sanders, but I, I, Bernie, I don't think the revolution's going to come, and I don't oh, think the Congress is going to pay for you're, a lot of you're this. That was a cheap brother. Dig. And if there would be a major difference between my administration and the Obama administration, it would be in the use of executive authority. I came up as a committee counsel in the Congress, used to put dozens of bills through the House floor every year as a committee counsel in the Veterans Committee. 
I have a, a very strong feeling about how our federal system works and how we need to lead and energize the congressional process instead of allowing these divisions to continue to paralyze what we're doing. So I would lead working with both parties in the Congress. Obama no specifics again. Obama tried to work with both parties. Yeah, that's exactly what Obama tried to do. And it was all just a bunch of fucking what side mouth shit. What I mean is that yeah. we need to have one of the larger voter turnouts in the world, not one of the lowest. We need to raise public consciousness. We need the American people to know what's going on in Washington in a way that today they do not know. And when people come together in a way that does right not now, exist now and are me. prepared to take <laughs> on the big money interest, then we can bring the kind of change we need. Anderson, we, I actually we, we, have we, talked about a revolution. What we need is a green energy revolution. <laughs> we need to move America to a 100% clean electric grid by 2050 and, we want and to, create 5 million jobs along the way. And we can, we're going to talk more about climate change and environmental issues coming up. Some of the uh, the candidates uh, have tried marijuana. Yeah. As Chafee's as out. Oh, yeah, Some right. of the marijuana. candidates have, have tried and injected a couple of marijuanas. Have you not, <laughs> <Yeah>. Anderson? <laughs> Clinton is just fucking treading water. She's not She's giving no I, fucking specific. What the fuck was she talking about? I guarantee you, though, CNN will be totally just lap like the total lap dogs. Though after this yeah. is over, when they do the like the post game analysis sort of stuff, yeah, like they're gonna think she, she just did great. She's running out her name. She she gave no fucking. Spe- oh no, she uh, didn't. Uh, the several of the issues that yeah. we've talked about tonight that I would be different about. How? How would you be fucking different? You didn't give us a fucking answer other yeah. than to say, oh, yeah, of course I would be different. Yeah. Well, well, and I would be a female. How would you be different? Um, so my answer is going to consist of two things. One I have a is vagina. I- identity politics. <laughs> and the second way I'd be different is I would capitalize on Obama's successes and just avoid the things that were unpopular. Wait, there like, was there was no fucking answer. There there was no specific there that he asked. How would yeah. you be different? She, well, I would be different. She's of like, course. I would I would use um, and manipulate the media much better than he did. <laughs> she has been word salading like, quite oh, a bit. Absolutely. Oh she, yeah. It's it's just a bunch of fucking political double speak. She's yeah. not giving us anything specific. Nothing you can grab on. Nothing you can point to and say this is what she would do differently. This no. is this is how a a, a a Clinton part two with the vagina yeah. presidency would be well, different than and, Obama. And have you noticed how she keeps laying out these like five point plans where she's like, I have these plans, these five point plans, and well, then she never goes into never them. talks about what the five points are. Whereas like if you take Sanders or O'Malley, they're sitting there and they're like, okay, and I'm, here's how I want to do it. I want to ta- make an actual progressive tax. I want to lift the tax cap. I want to tax capital gains progressively. They're I, giving us specifics. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like, what if it turned into a Bernie O'Malley ticket? That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would be good. I think that would be really good. I, I'm really digging O'Malley tonight, man. Yeah, I, think I, he's, too. I think he's nailing it. I am as well. I think he's doing a great job. He just missed that one point. Which one was that? You know, innocent people don't run to Russia to hide. Well, well, and the thing with that's bullshit. He didn't really have many options available. Well, the thing with his story is even like I've—I mean, Snowden didn't have many options. I've listened to a lot of things where Snowden's come on and talked about that. And when when he was actually on uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast talking about, he's like, "I didn't want to go to Russia." I was in yeah, Russia when my visa got taken away. I was my stuck first, in Russia. That wasn't my first choice by any means. He's like, he was actually looking at going like 
the Caribbean type hey, place, but he's like, I got while you're in there. I'll take one of those. He, he got you. he got stuck in Russia. He didn't want to be in fucking Russia. It kind of it kind of made me a little scared because he's basically like, we can break the law. Yeah, this is this is the implication. We can break the laws of the government, but if you break the law in exposing our lawlessness and our our atrocious behavior, then you should have to pay. A then you need to go to jail. Mm. You need to pay penalties. We just apologize yeah. and say we're sorry. Yeah, well, there's that, but I've had my, zero yeah. scandals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but my my bigger point, I guess, I mean, you know, there was what there's what you just said about that, of course, but the fact that innocent people don't run. That's we totally know not that's true. not true. Yeah, as we have yeah. a huge it, migrant it, it, crisis in Europe right now. Like, yeah, or or the reason why you black no shit. Everybody fucking fleeing Syria right yeah. now. Yeah, Innocent or, people don't run. Or um, all, all the black teens that take off when cops show up. Yeah, and then get shot in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, they were running, so they must have been on. So why the fuck were you running? They were guilty. Yeah, yeah obviously. No bullshit. It's because They're it's afraid. because the government is oppressive on and and yeah. and and not compassionate and has bad laws about certain things that forces good people who are doing the right thing to go elsewhere because you know they know they're not going to get justice because yeah they're going to be fucked yeah. yeah so that was the one thing i disagreed about yeah that was a good point I, let's I, see yeah. who's all smoked weed on the panel now this year has been the year of the outsider in politics. Just ask Bernie Sanders. Why should Democrats embrace an insider like yourself? Hmm. Well, I can't think of anything more of an outsider than a woman. I can't think of any reason whatsoever, really. I'm not just running because... Because I'm a woman! I would be the first woman Ah. president. I'm running because I have a lifetime of experience in getting identity politics. You need a better fucking answer than that! And I know what it takes to get things done. I know how to find common ground. And I know how to stand my ground. Really? I didn't say I'm running to be president because Washington I have a fucking vagina. That's not that an answer. Politi- political outsiders can stand their so ground. Yeah. Yeah. How much, how much common ground did she find with John Boehner the whole time? Right? Yeah. Like, damn it. Yeah. Experience of a lifetime. She could give so many better answers, but she results. Do you want to No, she can't. She hasn't given an answer yet. Well, actually, you know, we had this conversation, and I will tell, I will share with you. That I've traveled all around the country, Anderson, and um, there's two phrases I keep hearing again and again and again. Shoot me one. And they are the phrases new leadership and getting things done. (laughs) We cannot be this dissatisfied with our gridlock national politics and an economy where 70% of us are earning the same or less than we were 12 years ago and think that a resort to old names is going to move us forward. Ooh. I respect what Secretary Clinton and her husband have done for our country, but our country needs new leadership to move forward. I like how he attacked. Secretary Clinton, you have to be able to respond well, to me. I, 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 I would not ask anyone for, like, to vote for me based she's on my a last woman, name. I'd ask them to listen to what I'm proposing, look at what I accomplished. 
in the Senate as Secretary of State. And he does it in a professional way. Uh, and then draw your own conclusion. He's not conclusion. saying, like, because she's a woman, uh, I certainly she's a piece of am shit. not he's saying, campaigning look at to her become as an individual because my last name yourself. is Clinton. Well, uh, I'm this campaigning kind of thing is, because is, it's, I think it's I have like the I said, right combination of what the country needs at this point. And I think I can take the fight to the Republicans because we cannot afford a Republican to succeed Barack Obama as President of the United States. That is true. Absolutely. That is true. I've said absolutely so many times tonight. You say that a lot. Found frustration with establishment <laughs> politics. I am the only candidate running for president who is not a billionaire, who has raised substantial sums of money, and I do not have a super PAC. Mm-hmm. I am not raising money from millionaires and billionaires. And in fact, tonight, everything they say political he just turns about, right around. There are four yeah, thousand house parties, a hundred thousand people in this country watching this yeah, debate right. tonight who want real change in this country. We've got we a lot of t- uh, questions. We got about uh, climate change. We want to go to Don Lemon. Don. All right, this Bernie one is Sanders from Martin O'Malley, Anderson, yeah. Governor O'Malley. This is from Anna Bettis from Tennessee, Arizona. Here it is. Your dad thinks he's a Republican. As a young person, I'm very concerned about climate change and how it will affect I mean, my your dad future. Thinks your dad As presidential a candidate, yes. what will you do to address climate change? Absolutely. So, Governor O'Malley, please tell so Anna how you question. protect the environment we better than all be the other candidates up on that policy stage. Yeah. Anna, proposals I have now. Uh, put yeah. forward a plan. <laughs> Let's see what and happens. And I'm the only candidate, I believe, in either party to do this, to move America forward to a 100% clean electric grid by 2050. We did not land a man on the moon with an all-of-the-above strategy. It was mm, an intentional yep. engineering challenge, and we solved it as a nation. And our nation must solve this one. Mm-hmm. So I put forward the plan that would extend the investor tax credits for solar and for wind. If you go across Iowa, you Unlike see that 30% Utah. of their energy yeah. we don't want to dream comes from the wind. They want to charge you for Vegas, fucking solar. the most sustainable cities in America, doing important things in terms of green building, architecture, and design. We can get there as a nation, but it's going to require presidential leadership. And as president, I intend to sign as my very first order in office the, an order that moves us as a nation and dedicates our resources to solving this problem and moving us to a 100% clean electric grid by 2050. Governor, we can do it. Governor One Malley, thing. Thank you very much. Solar Senator freaking Webb, roadways. Deep callback. I'm actually glad that we heard a policy proposal out of him. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. extend tax cuts for these guys. Well, He's been pretty straightforward. The question yeah. really is, how are we going to solve energy problems here and All in right, the global you, environment really <laughs> climate change. <clears throat> when I was in the above energy my wife was in Vietnam. <laughs> introduced legislation to bring in alternate energy as well as Neither nuclear of us power. Spoke I'm English. a strong proponent of nuclear power. It is <laughs> safe, it is clean. And really it's clean we are not way. going to solve Climate change I mean, simply with the laws here. We've done a good job in this country yeah. since 1970. Yeah, just when it breaks. They're the greatest polluters in the world. Yeah. 15 out of the 20 I mean, most I don't, polluters the, in the newer world. newer nuclear facilities is actually pretty, pretty low, though, right? It is, we absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the newer nuclear facilities can even use the old spent Yeah, they got a good record. The agreements, the so-called agreements that we have had with China are illusory in terms of the immediate requirements of the Chinese government itself. So let's solve this problem problem in an international way, China. and then we really will have a, a way to address climate change. It's Senator be Sanders, are you tougher <laughs> on, on climate change than really Secretary Clinton? Well, I will tell you this. Uh, I believe, and Pope Francis made this point, this is a moral issue. Uh, 
The scientists are telling us that we need to move extremely boldly. I am proud that along with Senator Barbara Boxer a few years ago, we introduced the first piece of climate change legislation. Bernie always looks like he's conducting on yeah, carbon. He and let me also tell you that nothing is going to happen unless we are prepared to deal with campaign finance reform because the fossil fuel industry is funding the Republican Party, which denies the reality of climate change and certainly is not prepared to go forward aggressively. This is a moral issue. We have got to be extremely aggressive in working with China, India, Russia, Se the planet, Thank the you, future Senator. of the planet Se is at stake. Secretary Clinton, I want you to be able to respond. I'm going to go to Dana. Well, that, that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, Oh, when we met in Copenhagen in 2009, <laughs> so let's hear your literally, now. President Obama and I were hunting for the Chinese, going throughout this huge convention center. <laughs> Rifles on our shoulder. Where are the Chinese? Are they hard to find? <laughs> <there's> <laughs> really no Looking for a Chinese guy in a convention them, really. Unless China <laughs> oh, and India join with the rest of the world. They told us they'd left for the airport. We found out they were having the two a Chinese meeting. people left for the airport. Are you hearing a policy here? Like, I'm not we hearing said, a policy. No. Everybody else you, it's an anecdote. We talk about what we need to do. And we did come up with the She's first just talking about the time she chased a Chinaman. Literally, the other Thanks policy. Everybody else so far has given a it's policy. It's now gone much yeah. further. And I do think that the bilateral agreement that President Obama made with the Chinese was significant. Thank you, sir. Now it needs to so go the agreement further, that Obama made with the Chinese at the end of this year. And the we reason must he made that agreement with China is because Chinese citizens to will fight climate subjects. change from every uh, country right. gathered there. Are livid over the conditions of the air. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, yeah. That's like Utah air. Yeah. <laughs> they are pushing for Carly air. Fiorina, the first female CEO of a Fortune 50 company, argues if the government requires paid leave, yeah, it will force very good job that company. hire fewer she just people and create fewer jobs. Oh, she's talking, talking about Carly, Carly Fiorina. Yeah. And you now Secretary Clinton, you now support mandated paid family leave. Mm -hmm. Carly Fiorina, the first female CEO of a Socialism. Fortune 50 company, argues if the government requires paid leave, it will force small businesses to, quote, hire fewer people and create fewer jobs. What do you say not only to Carly Fiorina, but also a small business owner out there who says, you know, I like this idea, but I just can't afford it? Well, I'm surprised she says that because California has had a paid leave program for a number of years. And all of on the, the federal level. Well, but all well, on a state level, a state as big as many countries in the world, mm -hmm. and it has not had the ill effects that the Republicans are always saying it will have. That's valid. And yeah. I think yeah. this is this is typical Republican scare tactics. Yeah, we can she's design right a system yeah, and pay for it that does them. not put the burden no, on think, small businesses. I, mean, I remember well as a young mother, you know, having a baby wake up like, sick, and I'm supposed to be in court because in I was practicing law. Republicans I know are saying, what "Don't do like. these things because they'll hurt small businesses." But at the same time, the incredible challenges that so many parents face, particularly working moms, I see my good friend Senator Gillibrand in the front row. She's been a Say something about that. We need to get a consensus through this no, campaign, which is why I'm talking about it everywhere Democrat. I go. Yeah, and we yeah. need to join the rest of the advanced world Clinton, in having it. Secretary Clinton, even many people who agree with you might say, 
look, this is very hard to do, especially in today's day and age. There are so many people who say, really, another government program? Is that what you're proposing? And at the expense of taxpayer money? Well, look, you know, when people say that, most people would have said horse. I like the camel. There are sympathizers who say you can't have paid leave. You can't provide health care. They don't mind having big government to interfere with a woman's right to choose and to try to take down Planned Parenthood. They're fine with big government when it comes to that. I'm sick of it. You know, we can do these things. Uh, She got the buzzword. We we should not be paralyzed. We should not be paralyzed by the I can't disagree with what she's saying, but she's dodging the question. Big government except for what they want to impose on the American people. I know we can afford it because we're gonna make the wealthy pay for it. Both both of those guys agree with everything she just said. She just got the cheap applause there on that point. Every other major country on earth, everyone, including some small countries, say that when a mother has a baby. She should stay home with that baby. He cleaned the dander. We are the only major country that is an international (laughs) embarrassment that we do not provide family family and medical leave. Second of all, not fit. The secretary is right. Republicans tell us we can't do anything except give tax breaks to billionaires and cut Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. That's not what the American people want. Governor O'Malley? Yeah, it's. Anderson, in our state, we actually expanded family leave, and I have to agree with Secretary Clinton and Senator Sanders. Look, the genius of our nation is that we find ways in every generation to include more of our people more fully in the economic life of our country. And we need to do that for our families, especially so that women aren't penalized and having to drop out of the workforce. My wife Katie's here with our four kids, and man... That was a juggle when we had little kids and, and keeping jobs and moving forwards. We would be a stronger nation economically if we had paid family leave. Governor, thank you. Uh, the, the issue now, I particularly so. in this state, yeah, is yeah. recreational marijuana. Yeah. I want to go to one You don't have to give up your uh, job in order thank to you. stay yeah, home and natural family. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Thank you, Senator Sanders. There will be a measure to legalize <laughs> recreational marijuana on the 2016 ballot. Bit, you said water. you smoked marijuana twice. didn't quite work for you. <laughs> if you were a Nevada resident, how would Sometimes you Sometimes it takes more than once for um, people I hear. I suspect I, hear. I would vote yes. <laughs> and I would vote yes because I am seeing in this country too many lives being destroyed yep. uh, for nonviolent offenses. Yep. Uh, we have a criminal justice system that lets CEOs on Wall Street walk away, and yet we are imprisoning or giving jail sentences Big to ones. young people who are smoking marijuana. Big I ones. think we have to think through this yeah, war 10 to on 20 drugs, years, yeah, which has done an enormous use, amount you know, or, or of damage. We need to, to rethink yeah, our criminal justice system, an ounce or two, and yeah. we've got a lot of work to do in that area. Secretary Clinton, you told Christiana Manpour you didn't smoke pot when you were young, and you're not going to start now. Hell, <laughs> when asked about legalizing did. recreational marijuana, you <laughs> told her, let's wait and see how it plays out in Colorado and Washington. It's been more than a year since you said that. Another Are you ready scene. to take a position tonight? No. No, of course I not. Think that I don't take positions on things. Through the <laughs> Why would I do that? States that are uh, pursuing uh, recreational <laughs> marijuana to find out a lot more than we know today. I do support the use of medical marijuana, and I think even there, fair, we need to do a, a lot it's more just research that so that we know exactly like how we're camel, going to help people also uh, that for web whom looks like uh, a medical marijuana yeah. provides. <laughs> just so that we're equal. So <laughs> I think we're just at the beginning, but I agree completely <laughs> with the idea that we have got to stop imprisoning people 
who use marijuana. Therefore, we need else's, more states, yeah, cities, and yeah. the federal government and then to begin the, to address this so that we don't have this terrible and then result that Senator Sanders was yeah. talking yeah. about, yeah. where we have a huge population yeah. in yeah. our that way prisons she can, for like non-violent, low-level offenses primarily due to marijuana. Thank you. I want to go to Don Lemon with another Facebook question, Don. All right, Anderson, this is for Senator Sanders. This is from Kerry King. Kerry King from Manassas, Virginia. would like to ask the Senator. President Obama has had a difficult time getting Republicans to compromise on just about every agenda. How will you approach this going forward, and will it be any different? Senator. The Republican Party, since I've been in the Senate and since President Obama has been in office, has played a terrible, terrible role of being terrible, terrible, terrible. (laughs) Every effort that he has made, that some of us have made, they have said no, no, no. Now, even in my view, even when it's their own the fucking only policy, way yeah. we yeah. can take on the right-wing Republicans, who, by the way, I hope will not continue to control the Senate in the House yeah. when one of us is elected president. Yeah. I think they'll but lose the, the Senate. The only way we can yeah. get things done is by having millions of people coming together. If we want mm-hmm. free tuition right now, at over public me. colleges, that's the Democratic part of his Democratic of Socialism. <laughs> And yeah. give the Republicans right an offer but they can't refuse. Right. If yeah. we want to raise the minimum give wage to 15 bucks an hour, workers are going to have to come together yeah. and look the Republicans in the eye and say, we, need we know what's going president, on. And we you need, vote we against need at us. Least control you are of out part of your the, job. We're going to hear from all the, the, the candidates really coming up. We're going to take a short break. More from the candidates everything over and just make the Tea Party irrelevant. And here's the thing I love about Sanders, and I think this is something that a lot of people may not quite understand. When they hear socialists, they don't quite I mean, I, I would fuck him, too. I'd- <laughs> <laughs> they hear socialists, they think hear automatic sexual <laughs> frustration. <laughs> just, and, no, like, he's, he's definitely not a Leninist or a Marxist. And right, right. what he said there, I think, is just, it shows that so perfectly. He's, le- he's saying, basically, um, when it comes to economy... This entire time, he's never been like, I want the government in control of the means of production. He says, I want it to be democratically controlled. Yeah, I right. want the people to control. When he talks about, yep. when he talks about, um, policy issues, he says, I don't want the government to decide your policy issues for you. I personally, um, I interned in the legislature, um, here at, um, Utah. Yeah. Yep. And they, they introduce bills all the time, which, you know, they're just bills. Nobody asked for them. They just decided to make a bill. What he's saying is that's that's not right. Like we shouldn't just have politicians to elect to make bills for us. Mm-hmm. We should be the ones deciding what bills we want. And if we're in a democratic republic, we should show those bills to the, or what we want to the politicians, and then they pass them for us. Yeah, I, I love that, and I think right. nobody else has really made this point. And that is uniquely not Leninist. It is not Marxist. Right. It is a democratic socialist platform. Yeah, and, that's, and it works. And that's the di- that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference between democratic socialist and socialist. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I I wish that more people would actually step back and actually listen to what he said there because well, that's amazing. Well, and that they the, knew the, the difference between the two. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing is the whole thing. You know, and you know, we were talking about this, and you know, I'm I'm probably guilty of this at, at times, but. Um, you know, you see this all over the internet, Facebook and everything else, but it's like, um, you know, an example would be that, you know, somebody posted that the Oklahoma City Ten Commandments were coming down, and then the next day they, they re-erected them in a different public 
uh, yeah, different at the uh, library or yeah. something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But when they posted the video, the, the picture of the Ten Commandments coming down, uh, someone had immediately responded, "But they're." But they're going to erect satanic ones? Question mark, exclamation, exclamation. Like, you know, and I, you know, no. I had to go back in and reply, hey, yeah. And I said, hey, look, you know, <laughs> the satanic temple is not going to pursue this as long as the sectarian monuments, you know, are not, are not currently present. I yeah. mean, he's, he, the, the only goal is as long as Oklahoma government's going to play favorites, yeah, they're going to push the issue. Yeah. But the point to is. To represent that we're a pluralist nation. Right. But the point is. It takes, I mean, these, this is public knowledge. Lucian said it on our show. He told it to us and he, and he said this he elsewhere said, and yeah, everywhere. Every interview he does. It's not hard to figure that out. Yeah. Read, then post. That's the correct order. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not hard to figure out the difference between socialist and democratic socialist. If you don't understand, Bernie's made the distinction on several different media interviews he's been on. They said, well, you know, Bill O'Reilly, well, you're a socialist. Well, I'm a democratic socialist. Okay. Hit the fucking Google box. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> Why is he making that distinction? I think understand it, yeah. it. I think it's it's even better when he says democratic socialist. And I wish that there was a way to perhaps O'Malley optimize it where he's <laughs> able to package it just in this beautiful way mm-hmm. to help everybody understand immediately. Really tight and concise. Yeah. But the, like I, people really, you're visibly they, uncomfortable. There's this seemingly like they think that socialism. More and more is just government control over everything. Right. And I like to me it's like, well, that's not democracy. You don't you don't understand both of the words that are being used. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we want a socialized economy. Um that's definitely something we want to do. But it's democratic. Yeah. Right. As opposed to capitalism, where you have corporations controlling everything. Which is less democratic much and less. more authoritarian, which I find is much interesting. More. It calls for larger government because now you have you need an organization, um, an intercessor, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to help control the monster you created. Right. Or the the monster that they created. Yeah. You know? And and then you're kind of just stuck there. Whereas Bernie Sanders policies would actually lead to smaller government, I believe. Yeah. I, cause, yeah oh, yeah. Because there's taking, if, if, if he got his way, he would be taking pretty much the responsibilities that we have shoved aside as citizens of the United States to politicians and special interest groups and super PACs. And we're actually the ones that make the voice now. Mm-hmm. We make the mm-hmm. decisions. Mm-hmm. And that is democratic socialism. That yeah. is democracy. And yeah. I just, that is something that I love, and I wish that there was some, like, we could, he could expand on that more in this debate. Right. And the, and the, the monster of unbridled capitalism that, that we see today, it, yeah. it, the, one of the major problems with it is that these, these corporate people are no longer, they're not regulated by the constitutional checks and balances that the government no, is. They're not. So they're, they're completely, especially if they're multinational corporations. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're completely yeah. unregulated. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they do whatever he, they want. And he made that one point in the er, earlier in this debate. He said, "We're not the ones that are controlling Wall Street. They're the ones that are basically telling us what to do." Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great point. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's brave of him yeah. to be the, oh, yeah. the first politician in however long it's been since I've been alive to actually come out and say this. Yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Unambiguously, each will you have right. ninety seconds. But a final question to each of you, if you can, just try to fifteen seconds if you can. Uh, Governor Chafee, <laughs> Lightning round. Roosevelt once said, I ask you to judge me by the enemies I have made. You've all made a few people upset over your political careers. Which enemy are you most proud of? <laughs> Myself. I guess the coal lobby. 
I've worked hard for climate change, and I want to work with the coal lobby. Uh, but really in my time in the Senate, okay. tried to bring them to the table so that we could address carbon dioxide. He seems like a very nice guy. Uh, he, he does. He just lobby. Governor O'Malley. I bet he's a real the sweet National dude. Yeah. Rifle Association. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he knew that from the. Oh. Well, in addition to the NRA, uh, the health insurance companies, the drug companies. No one's buying it. Um, no. Nobody's buying no. it. The Iranians. Um, Maybe. Iranian citizens? Or like, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I'd say no, no, maybe definitely. definitely. And then she, she yeah. fell back on the Republicans, <laughs> of which she's As almost a part. who has taken on probably every special interest that there is in Washington, uh, I would lump Wall Street and the pharmaceutical industry at the top of my list of people who do not like me. <laughs> yeah, Senator that Webb? Excellent. Yep, of course. I'd have to say the, the Charlies, the Charlies in the trees. But he's not around right now to <laughs> talk to. All right, who did he say? Time for Sorry, closing I didn't Each of you will oh, have. That's good. <laughs> I'd have to say the enemy soldier that threw the grenade that wounded me, but he's not around right now to talk to. Time for Cleveland. I killed him in Vietnam. Ninety seconds, Governor Chase. Thank you, Anderson. Thank you, CNN, and thank you, Facebook, for sponsoring this debate. America has many challenges confronting us: ending the perpetual wars, addressing climate change, addressing income inequality. Funding education. He's just out of his element. Funding yeah, infrastructure. Really good, really good at helping, care. like, he reached the, the, the lovey-dovey with, Americans. like, a smaller group. Who's like, Rhode Island, Island you know? Like, yeah, yeah he, he's, he's like Rhode Island. Any <laughs> I know what it's like he, to solve he's a youth problems pastor. at the local level. Yeah. <laughs> I did it as mayor. I know how to get legislation passed through Congress. He's your friend I did it as and your mentor. I know how to turn around a state because I did it as governor of Rhode Island. But what I'm most proud of is that in 30 years of public service, yeah, I, I have had no, no scandals. <laughs> I have high ethical standards. And no. what I'm most proud of yeah, is I have no scandals. Particularly in the Iraq so, war. There was a lot yeah, of pressure, you know, political pressure, Lincoln public Chaffee, pressure. Zero scandals. Yeah. And I did not <laughs> which, believe which that should, the evidence was which there that Saddam Hussein had yeah, brought know, I mean, today, but And we live now. He's a sweet guy. I mean, he's just a grandpa. That kind of judgment is what we want in a president going forward. And I'm running for president to end the wars. I want to be the peacemaker. I am a proven peacemaker. Please go he to Chafee like 2016 to learn more about me. Thank yeah. you. I Governor Chafee, thank you very much. Peacemaker. Senator Webb, your final statement for 90 seconds. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I get to talk. You You've heard <laughs> a lot of nuts. <laughs> thank you. Oh, uh, and now Secretary Clinton. <laughs> they all seem to thank you, Senator. happen during campaigns, and then once the election's Senator. over, people start from scratch again and try to get things done. <laughs> Senator? One of the things I can promise you, if you look at my record in and out of government, <laughs> is that I've always been willing to take on a complicated, sometimes unpopular issues and work them through the complex issues and work them through in order to have a solution. Uh, we did it in criminal justice reform. We've had a lot of discussion here about criminal justice reform. Mm -hmm. We did it in other ways. We need a national political strategy for our economy, for our foreign policy, for social justice, and by the way, for how you run and manage the most complex bureaucracy in the world, which is the federal government. I know how to lead. 
I did it in Vietnam. I did it in the uh, Pentagon. I did it in the Senate. And if you will help me man. overcome Jesus. this, it sounds like Santorum with of, bring back manufacturing, financial yeah. God, ir- irregularities, and yeah, money that is poisoning our political process. I am ready Perfect. to do that for you in the White House, right. Senator Webb. Thank so you very out. much. Now O'Malley, Governor O'Malley, yeah. you have ninety seconds. Then Clinton, Anderson. Thank Sanders. you. It'll be Sanders. I am and very, Clinton very grateful sure. to have been able to be on this stage with this distinguished group of candidates tonight. And what you heard tonight, Anderson, was a very, very, and all of you watching at home, was a very, very different debate than from the sort of debate you heard from the two presidential Republican yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, debates. Certainly, yeah. On this stage... He doesn't know we're already talking about it. On this yeah. stage, you didn't hear anyone <laughs> way more uh, denigrate just... women. You didn't hear anyone make racist comments about Correct. new American immigrants. You didn't hear anyone uh, speak ill of another American yeah. because of their religious belief. What yeah. you heard instead on this stage tonight was an honest search for the answers that will move our country forward. I like that he's moving everybody just to clean Democratic energy grid by yeah. Him or anybody. I think it's yeah. smart to, to because take like the, the actions that we have always taken as Americans just, at this so point, that we can like, actually attack injustice yeah. in our country and let's employ work on more of our people. Rebuild our cities and towns. Educate our children at higher and better levels and include more of our people in the economic, maturity. social, and political yeah, yeah, it shows, it shows his and intent as well. And the genuine, that we yeah, that he's genuine about what he's trying to do. Of yeah. a new era of American progress. Unless you become discouraged about our gridlock in Congress, talk to our young people under GA, 30. Though. Because you'll never find among them people that want to bash immigrants or people that want to deny rights to gay couples. That tells me we are moving to a more connected, generous, and compassionate yeah, place. Very good. And we need to speak to the goodness within our country. Yeah, that was excellent. That was very, very good. Governor Mallow, thank you very well much. Spoken, sir. Senator he did Sanders, really final well today. closing oh, yeah. thoughts. 90 seconds. I'm impressed. This is a great country, but we have many, many serious problems. We should not be the country that has the highest rate of childhood poverty of any major country and more wealth and income inequality than any other country. We should not be the only major country on earth that does not guarantee health care to all of our people as a right of citizenship. And we should not be the only major country that does not provide medical and and parental leave, family and parental leave, to all of our families. Now, at the end of the day, here is a truth that very few candidates will say is that nobody up here, certainly no Republican, can address the major crises facing our country unless millions of people begin to stand up to the billionaire class that has so much power over our economy and our political life. Feel the burn. Jim Webb is right. Oh, Bernie! Money is pouring into this campaign through super PACs. We are doing it the old-fashioned way, 650,000 individual contributions. And if people want to help us out, BernieSanders.com, we are averaging 30 bucks a piece. We would appreciate your help. Yeah, I I love that he does that because it shows how comfortable he is. He's trying to rally the country around him. Well, think, he's at that position. I think, yeah. I think O'Malley's leading as far much, as the closing Anderson, arguments. Thanks yeah, me to too. all the viewers mm-hmm. yeah. who tuned in tonight. I think what you did see is that in this debate, we tried to deal with some of the very tough issues facing our country. That's in stark contrast to the Republicans who Already are currently running for president. 
Well, it's already what been you written have to for. Ask yourself I know, but I'm just saying, no applause. You got to improvise. She's been in for politics for years making the changes that are going to improve the lives of the American people. No specifics. Who has the tenacity mm. and the ability and the proven track record of getting that done. Like Bernie. Now, I <laughs> yeah. revere my late exactly, mother, you know. and she gave me a lot of good advice, but one of the yep. best pieces of advice she gave me was, you know, the issue is not whether or not you get knocked down, it's whether you get back up. America's been knocked down. That Great Recession, (laughs) 9 million people lost their jobs. 5 million lost their homes. $13 trillion in wealth disappeared. And although and we I don't think we should break up the big banks. We're right standing right. but not running the way America we'll put them needs in jail. to. It's bad, My but mission I as be president, president will be to raise incomes for hardworking middle class families <laughs> Just and to make sure that we get back to the basic bargain I was raised with. If you work hard and you do your part, you should be able to get ahead and stay ahead. Please join me in this campaign. Yeah, but Please come and make it right clear now. that America's best days are still ahead. Thank you very much. A lot of nothing. And yeah. Very, very, very vapid. I bet you anything CNN just well, ate it all up. Yeah. I said that at the beginning. I think they still will. Yeah, well, I'm super impressed with the... Uh, Mr. O'Malley. Yeah. I am too. I think he did a fucking fantastic job. I, I, I think like him on Facebook now. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he really. I think he really took the opportunity and and he knew what he was facing. He knew what he was in for, and he and he fucking tore it up. He's definitely going to have a boost. Yeah, absolutely, a huge one. I, I think, think. I think this will be a big one. Yeah, him. I think O'Malley gets the biggest boost. I yep. think Sanders gets a little bit of boost. I think. I think Clinton's going to go down. Yeah, I think she's going to go down yeah. in the polls. I really do because she didn't give us any fucking specifics. She was treading water. She's like, I'm leading. I don't really have to fucking say anything. Yeah. But I mean, is it, is it fair to think that we're more critical than the average viewer in that sense? I mean, more critical of her specifically. You mean not necessarily? I think if someone has a huge bias, like a a straight up, just a huge bias leaning towards Clinton, of course they're going to like everything she said. And there are plenty of them. But if you if you come into this debate and watch it openly, like I haven't made my decision on a Democratic person yet, I I don't think you can side with her as winning. I can't say that I'm. I came into this unbiased. You know, I said at the top of the show. uh, I was in favor of Bernie. Yeah, I think Um, we're all that way. Although you know, and I think I think I think all three of us are. Sorry, all four of us. <laughs> I was looking at the three of the in the mirror. <laughs> uh, Both of us were, were swayed heavily by O'Malley yeah. tonight, yeah. but but even still, I um, I think you're um, you make a good point. We were swayed by O'Malley, but I do think that there's one thing about Sanders that O'Malley simply can't, doesn't have quite yet, and that is O'Malley's great at pushing like progressive social issues. He's excellent at doing that, and honestly, it kind of sounds like he just adopted a lot of Bernie's platform. Maybe he believed it and and was pushing for these things before. I don't know his history. Sure, um, it kind of sounded like it from the things that yeah, he yeah but he, he sounded was, very progressive. Yeah, taking taking a lot of those things that had worked so well for Bernie, and then um, basically articulating them in a Washington style way. Yeah, what he didn't do, and what is a little disappointing, is. Bernie has one very simple narrative, which he has been going out through this entire campaign, and that is that there is class warfare being waged upon from the rich, from the super, super rich to the rest of America. And yeah, not even the super, super rich. I mean, yeah, like rich up. 
yeah, yeah rich up um, against the rest of America. And still, I didn't hear a lot of O'Malley. Um, he didn't discuss it. He didn't really. Yeah, he really he didn't, didn't talk make about it the like wage a, inequality. Yeah, he didn't the wealth make, inequality. Yeah, he didn't make that the centerpiece of his campaign. Bernie's made that the centerpiece of his campaign. Right. And this is why I think this this puts Bernie in an advantaged position over O'Malley. And this is why Bernie is still in the polls leading O'Malley mm-hmm. is because most of America right now is pretty progressive on these social issues. Sure. These are all things that we can go behind. But there's a certain type of anger and discontent that Americans feel. And that is, unfortunately, um, in econ- economics. It's not right. necessarily in social issues. We have, we're, we're all pretty much fed up with, with how things are going on yeah. social issues, but the economic issues were confused <clears throat> as Americans. We don't know where to turn. Mm-hmm. It really does feel like the game is rigged. Sanders is the one who is saying, mm-hmm. listen, guys, it is rigged. I worked in this, um, you know, I worked in Washington. I can tell you. Been for around fact for a little while. Yeah. And, and I want to tell you now. Yeah. And this, and then he goes, and these are exactly the plans that I have, the, to the things that I will do yep. to help you. Yeah. And I, I still need to hear something like that from O'Malley. I think that's yeah. where Sanders wins out. Yeah. I totally agree. And in fact, I think, I think Sanders even has another notch above O'Malley in that he ties in social issues. He yep. he hesitated 0% on Black Lives Matter. He yeah. talks about demilitarizing the police. He talks about not incarcerating people for long, uh, you know, unlength, you know, unri- r- ridiculous amounts of time for unviolent crimes. You know, he talk he he incorporates all that. He's pro LGBT. Yeah. He incorporates all of the social issues that most of us care about as well as simplifying and being passionate about the financial issues that we don't know anything about. Um, and I think he's got to hold the younger generation. Yeah. Oh, it certainly does. Well, and he, he did, certainly does. He didn't on my hesitate college on campus, any he definitely of his, does. He didn't hesitate yeah. on any of his answers. No, no, no. I mean, the, the only They're thing was... They're all perfectly distilled into, into simple Brilliantly, yeah. fucking plans about right. how he wants to change Right, things. and I think... I think I, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to say that I think O'Malley overtook him by any means. No, yeah. Uh, okay, but... Yeah. but for not really knowing where he was coming from, O'Malley, yeah. uh, to seeing him tonight, I thought he did a very, very good job. Definitely, and, and I think he, I think he was very adept at distilling his points into bite-sized tidbits that were understandable and digestible, just the way that Sanders does, yeah, in a little bit so different too. way. And he was very firm about addressing other candidates directly and getting right at the meat of what he was trying to talk about. And I agreed with almost everything he said. Yeah. I, I do. I, I didn't agree that, with him on Snowden, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, same here. I think that O'Malley's progressive policies, the social issues, Sanders' social policies, they should honestly be just the standard now for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's it's a that little. Should be, that yes. should be the party platform. Yeah, right. that should be Democrat. Yeah, that should and be it, Democrat. It yep. still kind of blows Hillary my mind. Hillary Clinton Hillary- should be standard Republican. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it blows my mind that Clinton can just sit there. And com- be completely obli- oblivious to how popular these progressive social issues are, right? Um, or the platforms that the that the progressive wing of the Democratic Party is is saying, and, and she just stays there and continues well, to flip flop and be. She has she has moved a little bit as as Bernie has pressed her, and it kind of makes me wonder if Bernie wasn't even in this race. What where, her where what her position? Well, she, I, yeah, I think she would be where she was when she started. I mean, yeah. th- this is why she can't give a straight answer about any of the things because she just doesn't fucking know. She has, you know, to she she knows groups. she knows what yeah. the pat answers are for what what's getting Bernie's attention, what's getting applause as she moves around. But I, you know, I think I think she's 
sliding to the left because she's forced to. And, you know, this is what I've been saying, you know, even if, even if Bernie Sanders doesn't become the next president, he's done a great service to this country by forcing mm-hmm. the the political parties left mm-hmm. to, you know, at least closer to where we should be yeah. and hopefully to a point where the Tea Party becomes totally obsolete. But mm-hmm. back to the question, yeah. will regular viewers of this be as critical as we are of Hillary Clinton or will they take these pat answers as uh, well, already, uh, you know, or, or reinforcing their their preconceived ideas about her. We can always have our listeners chime in and let us know on Facebook what they thought about the debate and who they were thinking uh, might have won this one. Please do. Twitter <laughs> our twatters at TGR Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Call us and leave us a message yeah. at 33081 Rebel. Join us at Facebook. You're not going to sing? <laughs> Sorry, I was just watching the show. I, I'm glad that Sanders has done something that I, I thought would be completely impossible for him to do. Mm-hmm. And that is turn the Democratic Party debate into his platform. We weren't talking about these issues. We, the Republic, now, if we look at what the Democrats are debating and what the Republicans are debating, they're not even debating the same issues right no, now. No, no, no. And I, the no. Democrats were on in that camp for a long time. They were debating the issues that Republicans are debating. Now they're Sanders, like, fuck the Republicans. They're not, they're going nowhere. As soon as Sanders no. was like, this is an outrage. This is bullshit. And I'm not even going to address it. Yeah. Mm. Everything changed. The yeah. conversations changed. Yeah. The debates changed. Sanders has way more power than anybody gives him credit for because he has helped pretty much change the entire way that the Democratic Party is discussing the issues in American politics. He's pushed the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I love that. And I think that that says something very interesting about Sanders and and where he can well not just Sanders potential. but but the American population yeah, yes, as a whole exactly yeah, yes yeah. right indeed. and what 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 we're looking for exactly you know tired tired of being yeah. pushed around by Wall Street tired of being pushed around by you know insurance companies and pharma and and tired of being pushed around by the fucking police yeah well we got yep. five more Democratic debates yes uh, next week we will be joined by Nick Fish. From American Atheists. Really? National Policy Director, yes. I like Nick. He's yeah, a cool dude. He's, he is. He's a really cool dude. Uh, Monday night, there is a meet and greet sponsored by Atheists of Utah. You can find that information on Facebook at the Atheists of Utah page. Please come out. See Nick. He's a great fucking guy. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Tuesday, he will be joining us here in studio for uh, the Godless Revolution. The following week, we will be... Very, very pleased to have Greg join us again for the Republican <laughs> debate, which I'm sure we will be much more fiery about. It's going to be worse. If yes. We get through it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be a late night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Thank oh, you so God. much for joining us tonight, Greg. Yeah, I, yeah, I really thanks. appreciate your insights. I know you yeah. do a, I, you're you're very involved in the political realm. You've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on Capitol, here, Capitol Hill here in Utah. Yeah, um, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm glad I can lend what I as much as what I think my opinions, whatever they're worth to the. I think that I, yeah. it was yeah. excellent. Always make I me really, think. really appreciate. I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna have to spend another few weeks thinking about uh, the Second Amendment and uh, what that all means. And it's just something I haven't decided on. I have no idea. I know, I but know. that that was enough though to I just make need- me think that maybe I'm, maybe I'm just acting in a in a emotional and biased way, which is probably pretty evident. But no, you, you could be, you, you could actually be. For the right reasons, even. Well, I just don't have... I haven't heard good enough arguments for either side yet yeah. to really make well, up my mind. Yeah. No, I, I, and I agree, but I, I just... I guess I'm coming from, a, you know, as 
from the attitude that you know you you can never know enough about it. So That's true. you know, I'll just yeah. I'll just take a step back again and and reevaluate it and hopefully from a different angle. And it is something um, we should so. continue to talk about. I mean, yeah, yeah, not 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 quite at length for, for three hours right, but, yeah. as we've done before but uh yeah, yeah. we'll see we'll see but it, i mean I, it's, it's a valid conversation to have for sure yeah i i i have made one slight change over the last week that you know i no longer think it's even feasible to um get all the guns removed from society i mean um you know i think the last time we talked about it i thought that i would be fine with that that was my position i still would be but that's not going to be a that's that's just it's not, not a viable it's not option. Possible. It's not possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So would ha- I'd have you know have to reconsider other options. Obviously, um, the best society would be one where violence wasn't wasn't an issue. Wasn't an issue. Yeah. yeah. Well. But well, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. We're gonna go so that uh, Ryan can get home. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's got. I gotta go to work in six early. hours. <laughs> <laughs> and we will catch you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Later. Get